Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Puppy dogs. <laughs> And these guys are talking about comic books and, and those, uh, those collectibles.
if you can count. You're standing right now with nine delegates from a hundred gangs. And there's over a hundred more. That's 20,000 hardcore members. 40,000 counting affiliates. And 20,000 more not organized, ready to fight. 60,000 souls. People who are uh, nostalgic for that show, we have a little clip. Hey, how's that? We will not so quietly into the night. I fell in love in the front seat of a 56 Ford at a drive-in movie sliding over toward a girl in shorts and necking a little on a bench seat, no gear shift in the middle. She was young and eager. It didn't take much to slip her in gear and let out the clutch, but the beautiful bench where we performed our feats has been replaced by two bucket seats and a brake lever, gear shift, and armrest between me and the girl I love best, which...
about a few What's up, everybody? Hi, my friends. Wherever you may be, it is me, Tom, here back again on a Tuesday night at the end of February 2019. What's going on here? It's cold in New Jersey. The best show's back. 201-332-3484, that's the number we, tonight we are talking about. What's the best performance in a bad movie, the worst performance in a great movie? And other things. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about, but that's what we're going to start by talking about. And uh, I wish you all a grand evening. Welcome to the best show, and I say it is time for the show to begin, so let it begin. Best show. 2019. Let's do it. Ah, New Jersey, Show. 
up, everybody? Hi. It's me. Um, what's going on? How are you tonight out there in Best Show Land? I'm all right. All uh, right? Yeah, let's just say I'm all right. Sure. Yeah, why not? So, tonight, welcome here, February winding down. And we are doing the show, and uh, boop, boop, boop. And we're just sorting through a couple tech things. Pat uh, scrambling like a like a uh, literally like a whirling dervish, making it happen. Kudos to Pat. Mike, four points more for Pat tonight. Um. The phone number, 201-332-3484. We are talking tonight about best performance in a bad thing and worst performance in a great thing. Because the Oscars just happened and it makes you think about bad performances like... I don't know, anyone in the Green Book, for example. Almost anyone. Um, but we'll talk about it as the show goes on. We just heard from Talk Talk from the album Spirit of Eden. That song was called Desire. And yesterday, the uh, front man for Talk Talk died, or was announced he died. Uh, Mark Hollis. And, man, I gotta say, those those albums... That is one of the best runs you could have. Between those those albums... And his solo album. And then that guy just checked out. He just split. He retired or... I'm not even sure what, what he did. How he how he phrased it. I don't know. Or if he even did. I don't know. But he... They started off kind of... Um, you know, like an 80s band. They the song Talk Talk. And then, then the record started getting... More, more kind of elaborate, and then next thing you know, they're making uh, the three final three albums. That is the that is unbelievable when you think about what those final three albums are. That is uh, that is something else. Spirit of Eden, uh, what you have? Color of Spring, Spirit of Eden, Laughing Stock, and then the solo album. Um, Mark Hollis solo album. Yeah, I don't know. There's something to be said for the 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 people that just he, he makes this he made the statement he did his thing he left, and then he leaves that behind. He leaves behind some of the most beautiful music, tricky stuff you've ever heard. Like it it always operated on like a like a subconscious level that music for me. 
so yes, rest in peace to Mark Hollis, and especially, uh, though, not especially, and it's not a race, uh, but uh, also, I didn't know Mark Hollis, I did know Brody Stevens, um, and he uh, he uh, took his life uh, last week, and that's just the worst, the absolute worst, it's so impossibly sad, and um, yeah. Real funny guy. Sweet soul. That's hard. That is just the hardest. The pain was always just there. Hand in hand with the positivity. Um, and yeah, suicide. It's, it's, the, it's the worst. I've had other people in my life, uh, you know, kill themselves and, uh, I don't know. It's so hard to talk about in a way because it's like you say, it's like if you need help, you tell somebody. And then nobody, when they're in that state, when they're going down and every, I mean, cause look, I, I know what it's like to swing lower and, and we all, I think a lot of us do at least, you know, where you just suddenly, you're not sure where the floor is on it. And, uh, but yeah, pe- people need you to stay alive. You still, everybody still has something to, to contribute and to add to the world and people that love them. And even if you feel unlovable or unloved, somebody loves you. And, uh, you gotta, if you can't tell a friend, tell a stranger, tell somebody, you gotta stick around. That's the whole point of all this stuff is just like people looking out for people and everybody sticking around. It's already hard enough, life, man, hard enough. We don't need people checking out early. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Don't need people checking out early. Stick stick around. Um, yeah, so rest in peace to Brody Stevens also. Complete tragedy and let's start the show. Yay, right? 201-332-3484 is the number, and let's go to the phones. Mike, who should I uh, talk to first? Line three, line three. Very interesting, line three. Let's see what this, uh, what, what, what awaits us on line three. Best show, hi. Hi, Mike. Uh, 
Hi, Tom. It's financial guru Greg Gethard. Oh, great. Um, hold on one second. Uh, I'm going to pu- put you on hold for a second. You probably yeah, can't hear what I'm saying. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Well, Mike, what's the deal with this? This is Chris Gethard's uh, brother. Why are you putting him? This guy. Look, it's one thing if if this if this guy calls and kills the show halfway through it, which he always does. But you're going to start the show off. You're going to start me off with this guy, Mike. Oh no, I, I'll take I'll take Avalanche Bob over this guy. <laughs> but um, hold on, let me go. Let me put him back on. Hey, Greg, hold on a sec. We're just sorting out some levels here. Um, hold on one second. Yeah, sure, no problem. Again. No I'm problem. Put you on hold again. Yep. I mean, he he only calls up when he wants something he's going to call i know i know what this is going to be he's going to talk about my brother's book his brother cuz his brother's chris gethard his, his brother's book must be uh, i don't know in paperback or something i don't know let's uh, let's actually see mike how soon before he mentions that his brother's chris gethard how long do you think it'll take him 2 minutes i say i say 15 seconds pat He's not going to bring it up. Pat says. Pat says no. He won't bring it up. Okay, that's the bet. Um, I'll put him on. Hold on. Let me put him on. To, hey, Greg, hold tight, buddy. Hold tight. We're sorting out. We're just sorting a couple things yeah. out here. Okay, hang tight. Hanging tight. Hanging down you, for thank your you, life. Okay. Yep. Like he's back on hold. He can't hear me. I mean, because Mike, it's hard enough starting the show sometimes. Why do you start me at a deficit with a guy like this? Because this guy, this guy, he's a snooze. He's a snooze, Mike. What? Oh, so we're getting the worst part. Of, so it's like a cold shower. So it's the worst part of the day. That's fair. Okay, let me put it on. Hey, we got uh, Greg Gethard, financial guru. Greg Gethard, welcome to the show, Greg. How are you? It's so it's so nice to be welcomed with your open, warm, big arms. Oh, it's sweet to have you on the show. We miss you, buddy. We miss you. Um. What, uh, now, now you, uh, what, what's been going on for financial guru, Greg Gethard? Well, would it be okay if I tell people what will be going on? Yes, please. Is, as you, as you may know, your, uh, protege studio mates, uh, Pat and Jason have a show in Philadelphia this Sunday. Yes. And no, that, that's a good point. The, uh, the, uh, Pat Byrne and Jason Gore the uh aka dudio they will be performing live in philadelphia uh this uh this weekend uh what night is it pat sun sun saturday sunday sunday night at eight o'clock at the good good theater in philadelphia uh it will be pat and jason will be doing the show what's it called now it's come to this. The show's called "It's Come to This," and uh, why does that? Why does? Why would you be mentioning this at all, Greg? Well, ticket holders to this event will be getting to have some, uh, getting to get some financial advice bestowed upon them this Sunday night at the show. Uh, I'll be I'll be joining. Uh, I will be opening the show by giving giving um, people in attendance a uh, financial seminar of a lifetime. They will walk out no longer poor. Okay. Okay. And um, 
Has there been any arrangement for anybody who bought a ticket to this event not knowing you were on the bill also? Has that been – is there any sort of refund plan? Like a refund, a refund thing. Um, not that – I don't know if that mechanism has been built in, in yet. Uh-huh. But if people walk out of my seminar, out of my speech, yeah. still poor, yeah. um, it's, uh, it's not my fault. Okay. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Now, now you, Greg Gethard. Yes. You'll be at this show. You'll be, uh, cause, cause Pat and Jason have been working on this one man, not one man show. It's two one man. What do you call it? I guess, yeah, it's, it's a two man show. It's a two man show, but you're not on together necessarily. You'll share the stage a little bit. A little bit. We'll be, uh, in some pieces together and then we'll mm-hmm. be going, um, kind of tandem one okay. after the other. Great. So, and that's this. And it also would be nice. I'm looking on the the Twitter right now for uh, what is this play? Let me look at it again. Do I have the right thing in here? Good, good. Let's see. Good, good comedy theater. There it is. Good, good comedy theater. Yeah, Greg, you're you're from down there, and you've performed at this theater before, right? Yes, several times. Yes. You think you can maybe get them to? Um, yeah. I don't know. Retweet us. Uh... Yeah, wouldn't kill these guys. It wouldn't kill these guys to throw a retweet out. This this thing I've I've been tagging them in for two weeks. Yeah. It'd be lo- I'd be lovely if they could just maybe re- yeah. re- retweet it or they, or instead of saying I'll look in my inbox, I'll say seen or liked. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like they realize right, right. that it doesn't cost anything to retweet yeah. something, right? To, they realize to that's fill not... to fill seats in their theater. Yeah, would be great. Um, I'll do my I'll do my best to reach out to the good good comedy uh good good comedy people to um. To get you a retweet, um, you know, I think I think that will be the difference. Just one retweet uh, from uh, either Kate or Aaron is going to that. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for me. It's going to be good for them and the audience as well. Yeah. Uh, you thank know, you, like, Greg. And you know not, what it's not good for is the the best show, the quality of the best show uh, tonight. The the actual this actual program <laughs> is being right, right. It's, it's worse off. Because this is now, because now we're, we're talking about you. Yeah. No, Greg, look, I love you, buddy. I love I, you. I have something for the topic, Tom. What do you got? What do you got? And I just uh, want to say, before you say it, yeah. good, good yeah. comedy theater, Philadelphia, this Sunday, Pat and Jason, it's come to this. Go see it. If you're in Philly, it's a great show. You're going to have a great time. Uh, now... My thing for the topic tonight is um, the worst performance in something great. I was thinking about this, oh, I know what you're and gonna I'm going to go with uh, Minka Kelly in Friday Night Lights. Okay, Minka Kelly, the actor Minka Kelly in the in the yes. show Friday Night Lights. Yes. Now, why she, she portrayed uh, Lila Garrity, the um, the um, the um, she was uh, a Christian pretty girl. And just an absolute drag on one of the best TV shows of all time. All right. I, I didn't watch it. I don't know. I'll take your word for it that it's one of the best TV shows of all time. What is it, like a football match or something? Is that what it is? Yeah, something something along something along those lines. It's like something to do with football and Texas and, you know, all, part, all points in between. It's a good show, Tom. It's a good show. Um, I just want to tell your listeners this. If, if enough people... If the show sells out by the time the best show is over, I will bring with me to the show something called the Sword of Financial Discipline, and I will use it on stage. 
You mean like like what? Like you'll you'll run it through your gut? Well, how are you going to use it? Um, definitely to be on seen. It? I, what? You're not going to impale yourself on it. No, I won't hurt myself with it. I won't intentionally hurt myself with it. Um, I will allow a best show listener to um, come up on stage and swing the sort of financial discipline um, at an object of some sort, probably a watermelon. And um, I'll do that if the show sells out before the end of the show. If not, they're not getting the sort of financial discipline. How will we know if the show sells out? We'll know. We'll know when we're there. And also ahead of time, you buy buy tickets online. And if it's sold out, they'll let you know. That's true. Yeah. All right. Everybody um, should go to Good Good. It's at Good Good Comedy. You can get a link through to buy tickets to this. If you're in Philly, you really should check it. I've seen both Jason and Pat do their shows, and they're very funny. And it's the two of them together. Plus, now thrown in financial guru Greg Gethard, who, uh, We'll be doing his comedy routine also. Um, and apparently he's bringing his sword to the show also. Yes. Yeah. If that's not a selling point to possibly see me hurt myself accidentally, uh-huh. I don't know what will be. But I'm, I'm going for it, you know. I'm going Great. for it. Um, I love it. My oh. brother Chris Gethard has seen the sort of financial yeah. Hey, Mike, you won, you won <laughs> actually. He didn't go as quick to say it. Wait, your brother is Chris Gethard? Yes, yes. The comedian yes. and host of Beautiful Anonymous? Yes. Have you called yes, that, that show? Yeah, it's something like that. Anonymous, beautiful, um, you know, call in and you talk and Why don't you interesting call Why, don't you, why don't you call the show? Why don't you call I've it? I've tried. I've show. tried several times to call in. It's impossible to get through. Eh, you could do it. I want to. I think it would be. I think it would be great. I could um, pretend to be. Um, I, I think if I were to call in, I would just flat out say right away, "This is Greg," and make him talk for an hour to me just about stuff we'd normally talk about in general, like Seton Hall basketball. Um, you know, my our mom. Seton kind of Hall basketball like and your mom. Pretty much. That's pretty much the extent of what we talk about. And you guys Maybe, like Seton Hall basketball. Um, Chris is a diehard fan of Seton Hall. Uh, I'm not. Did you I'm go? A, to, did I'm either of you fan, go to? But Seton not a Hall? huge one. Did either of you Excuse attend me? Seton Hall? Uh, no, but we grew up like right by it. Okay. Where'd you We're go to school, to, like, Greg? Where'd you go to school? I went to uh, LaSalle University. I still fancy. go there. I still go there. I'm very getting another degree. School. Very fancy school. Yeah, it's very very fancy. It is. It's fancy school. It's not not. It's not not fancy. No, I didn't say it was the fanciest school. It's fancy, though. It's um, it's it's uh, fancy it. if Own you're it. uh, Philadelphian. It's fancy. Own it. It's all right. It's not fancy at all. Your school is fancy. Just own How's it. My school fancy. It's at LaSalle. That's a fancy school. You're fancy. It's, it's like okay. it's like uh, Montclair State, but Catholic. It's all right. Well, look, I, 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 I love gotta... it. I mean. I like because it's not. Yeah, you think I'm a fancy lad? No, I know you're. You're. I don't think you're fancy at all. I know you're going to a fancy school, though. Uh, I'm not going to. I, I don't go to no fancy school. I, we uh, beat up the fancy kids. No, no, you don't. You, 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 you get along with them because you're <laughs> one of them. You're fancy. You're fancy. It's all right. Enjoy it. I wish I was I, fancy. I wish I was. What have I ever done that makes you think I'm fancy? Well, attend LaSalle. Right. Financial success. 
I don't look. I I don't know what you do with your degree is your business, but you're attending a fancy school. Hey, I I, I don't I don't I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm not putting I'm not putting a, a judgment on it. I'm not putting a judgment on it. Just own it. You got you got a one aspect of your life is fancy. Own it. My school we had we had a pack of wild dogs used to loot the garbage can behind my door. Okay. Well, and then where they probably wanted all that fancy food you got on campus. Chris got right? held up by, by a man with a They wanted to get to the caviar that you guys throw out every <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, the wild bag of dogs. Were, we used to have caviar night all the time. Um, that was a good night. Escargot uh-huh. night was good. Um, hey, you're fancy. The showers were why champagne you, showers. Why would you be ashamed of being fancy? That's what, what I don't understand. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed. I should embrace being fancy. You're right. You're right. You got, I, no, look, you're not fancy. You're, look, you're a disaster. <laughs> you go to a fancy school, though. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You go to a fancy school. Is it the fanciest school? No, it's not. Is it fancy? Yeah, it's kind of fancy. Where do you, what's a, what do you think, like, what's a comparable school? Like, what's, what's another fancy school? I don't know. I have a reference point. I even have a reference point. I, the only schools I know of are community colleges. That's my frame of reference. Um, what would be a fancy community college? I don't know. Look, buddy, you're fancy. When it comes to your school, you're fancy. Own it. Why would you? Why would you be ashamed of it? I, I will own it. I will. I will own. Yeah, I will I'm own that. Get off my phone. Very boring. Best show, hi. Hey. Hey. Yeah, who's this? This is Dylan from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Dil- Dylan from Winston-Salem. What's up in in, in Winston-Salem tonight, Dylan? Oh, not much. How are you? Is Tom? I'm all right. It is. How, how, how's, it, how's it going, buddy? Oh, pretty good. I wanted to talk about the topic. Yeah, what do you got? You got something for got me? One. Yeah, I got one that really bugs me because I think it actually might be my favorite Kubrick film, but it's Ryan O'Neill and Barry Lyndon. You don't like Ryan O'Neill and Barry Lyndon? Yeah. What don't you like about it? He seems a little dumb, a little thick. Yeah, I I mean, maybe I just don't like him in general, but he just doesn't fit at all in any of of it. I, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, while well, well, I've been on hold, I was thinking maybe Kubrick thought he would be good because uh, Barry Lyndon's kind of an imposter in the whole in the whole thing, and like maybe Ryan O'Neill is an imposter in film in general. So you think that's maybe why he cast him in the movie is because of what he naturally brings to the thing. <laughs> he naturally brings to film that he's not a good actor. Yeah. That he snuck into Hollywood somehow. That's a fair point. That could be. He, he was a crafty guy. He uh, Kubrick could could look at somebody and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out of this guy." Because uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Bug, Bogdanovich, uh, some of his early stuff, and he put O'Neill in like uh, three or four of his movies, his early stuff. You know, my favorite uh, Peter Bogdanovich movie is. What? Uh, Ascot Nights. I haven't heard of that one. Was it's that? Uh, it's, his, it's his. It's his life story. It's like his Roma. 
kind of. It's about, it's about, a, young, it's about a young man uh, falling in love with the art of the ascot. <laughs> Wait, is this a joke or is this a real movie? I'm making it up. Okay, that makes sense. Did you ever see Peter Bogdanovich? He always wears these ascots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even in uh, when he when he acts in every film, it must be in his in his contract that he like must wear an ascot. But he has to have an ascot budget. Yeah. Maybe I'll start wearing ascots. What do you think about that? I think you should, but you, I, I mean, no offense, but how often are you on camera? Well, I can't help but take offense to that. <laughs> You should film your your uh, radio show. Oh, could you imagine? You know how boring that is? I'm sitting here just talking. It's meant to be listened Gee. to. There were all hey. these people. When I was doing this thing, people, oh, you should film the show. You should film the show. Put the show. <laughs> how boring that is. It's a, it's a thing. It's a, I'm in a chair. It's meant to be listened to, not to be looked. You know, they see everything. Why does everybody got to hey. see everything? Joe Rogan is taking over the world right now. And you know yeah, why? He's got a camera up there. He's doing, what's he doing? Uh, he's doing uh, pull-ups, uh, squats, <laughs> right? Doing squat thrusts. Yeah, he's doing he's, he's, and squats and he's yeah. smoking DMT. Yeah, he's smoking DMT or interviewing, <laughs> uh, uh, interviewing uh, Jordan Peterson and he's uh, doing squat thrusts. Yeah. Yeah, that's what bugs me too about him, yeah. the, the whole Jordan Peterson stuff, but whatever. More power to him. Right more, power to him. more power to uh, Joe Rogan, though. Him and his kettlebells. You know what I mean? <laughs> great. Those kettlebells. But yeah, but Paper Moon was a great movie. Yeah. Um, but his daughter made it. You know, uh, what's her name? Tatum O'Neill. Oh, she made that film. Yes. She was great. Yeah. She was a great actor. How, how pissed was, uh, was he whenever she came home with the Oscar? <laughs> Ryan O'Neill? Yeah, his daughter came home with yeah. the Oscar. What's he, what's he think he's going to do? What, what's, what, what, this guy did this movie, The Main Event. You ever see that movie? No, is it early Streisand. Him and Barbara Streisand. He's like a boxer, and she's like his manager or something. I I can't watch anything with Barbara Streisand. In it. I, I don't know why. It's oh, just something on. about her. What? Yeah, come I don't on. know why. It's just one of those things. I have certain people, and I just, I don't know. Doesn't do it for you. Well, you know. I say you go check out the one she did with Seth Rogen. Uh, what if she did that <laughs> movie that? with Joe Rogan? What if that movie was with Joe Rogan, where the two of them drove around on a road trip? It would be Joe Rogan and Barbara Streisand. I'd like to see that movie. You should Him. try to get that finance with your uh, with your production company. Sure. He dry, He tries. Uh, Joe Rogan tries to get Barbara Streisand to go into the uh, into the flotation tank. Right. Your production company, Billy Joel, sucks, right? Have you got that off the ground? Not yet. Well, you listen way too closely, buddy. <laughs> okay, don't want to freak you out. Yeah, you, you pay attention too closely. You're spooking me out a little bit. <laughs> I think I mentioned that once 11 years ago. Well, uh, maybe I had, I was on the 24-7, okay? All right, buddy. You're, 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 you're a sweet guy, buddy. You know, you know. All I right, like man. You. All right, you have a great night. Yeah, you Best show, hi. Hey, sorry. Hey, Tom. It's uh, Matt from Reno. How are you? Matt from Reno. Yes, sir. What's up in Reno tonight, Matt? Snow. Lots of it. It's snowing? Yeah, a lot of it. 
What's the best part about being in Reno? Hmm. The punk rock scene. What are you? You're a Reno punk, huh? Yeah, all the way back to seven seconds. You got a jacket. You should get a jacket that says Reno punks. P U N X. I have three Reno tattoos. You have three Reno tattoos. Mm-hmm. And what do they say? Uh, one just says Reno with a big exclamation point across my chest. Okay. And the other one has a picture of a bighorn sheep that says Battleborn because that's the state of Nevada's motto. Okay. And uh, the other one is just a uh, the, the shape of the state of Nevada. Now, you as a Reno resident, how do you feel about Reno 911? Does that hurt your feelings, that show? It really did. For real. It did, right? Yeah, no, it did. And it was super stupid. And it was obviously, you know, filmed in L.A. because there's no palm trees in Reno. Yeah, made you feel um, made you feel like a buffoon. Yeah, totally. Like they were. Yeah, they it, were it, it was not. It was not good. Um, I guess the vindication was how bad the feature length uh, Reno nine one one movie was, but it's a funny show. Just sucked. They're making fun of us. You didn't like it. What would you say yeah. if I was if I if I brought in you in front of the cast of Reno nine? Say now, right now, I've got. Thomas Lennon and and uh, Robert what uh, whatever his name was, and he's in front of you right now. And you, as a resident of Reno, say what you would say to them. I would say um, I love you guys and I respect all of your work. Oh, thank you so stage. much. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. <laughs> the best Thomas Lennon impression. Um, and, and I respect all your work. From, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I don't know if you saw me on uh, The Odd Couple with Matt Perry. It was uh, fun. We had a fun run on that. I felt like we didn't get a chance to really see the thing through uh, like we uh, <laughs> to the degree that we wanted to. I think we only got three seasons out of it. So we are cut a little short. So, uh, well, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Oh, wait, do you have something else to say? Yeah, please, please don't hang up on me before I get my thing for the topic. But, um, yes, that's what uh, I would say. I respect you guys. That was just oh, maybe you. not Oh, thank you so part. much. I appreciate, the, I appreciate <laughs> you being a fan. <laughs> yeah, so, no, Reno 911 wasn't looked super favorably upon us Renoites. What? Now I'm, st- I'm still him. What? You didn't like it? We meant it as a tribute. That's not true. It could have been Fresno 911. It could have been Bakersfield But we weren't paying tribute to them. We were paying tribute to Reno, the great people of Reno. It could have been Bayonne 911. It could have been anything. It was, you well, know, we did it in Reno because we were paying tribute to Reno, though. They never even went to Reno, though. That's the thing. It was just making fun of Reno as being a bunch of hillbillies. No, it was being real life, real people. We were trying to create three-dimensional characters. I liked it better when you did the skits about dipping your genitals in things. Well, that wasn't me as so much. That was uh, Ken. that was that was Ken. Ken, that was Ken's uh, thing. That was a state piece. Uh, Reno, Reno was me and Ben and uh, and uh, the rest of the crew. We had so much fun. Um, we had so much fun uh, shooting. Reno, uh, and we really looked at it as a chance to pay tribute to the people of Reno. If I was, if I was 
talking to Thomas Lennon for real, I would actually ask him what it was like to have been a co-star in not one but two consecutive um, Zac Efron films. Wait, which ones were was he in? Seventeen again, and uh, the other one I forget. I can't remember, but I know I watched it. Mm-hmm. Not the one where he was a DJ. No, no, that was. Zac, remember the one where Zac Efron was a DJ? He was an emerging EDM DJ. Yeah, he, he was, was trying like, to the yeah. scene and keep his authenticity. Yeah, yeah, that was strong. Do you know that right now, uh, what you call it? Uh, on Broadway, they're doing True West, right? And it's um, it's what's his face? It's 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 uh, Skrillex and uh, Diplo are doing True West right now. You know, I'm surprised I didn't know about that, but this is the first I've heard of it. Could you imagine? You go, would you? Would you, Mike? Would you see that? I would say it was Diplo and Skrillex doing True West. Could you imagine? There's a definite shortage of. <laughs> Wait, is that true? I thought Ethan Hawke was doing. There's a definite it. shortage of bass in the Ooh, in the this, neighborhood. This, this is not the same one that Ethan Hawke was doing. No, they alternate. They alternate. One night a week, it's Paul Dano and uh, Ethan Hawke. The other night, it's Skrillex and Diplo. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um... The movie that I have in mind. Well, let me ask you. Hold on, hold on, uh, yes, sir. pal. What's your name again? Matt. 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 What do you think of the movie California Split? I don't know anything about it. Which also a fair amount takes place in Reno. Oh well, do you, I don't know. I mean, Reno people are super prideful. Like they usually get it wrong. There's been very few films about. Reno that have been accurate. The one that's the most accurate was uh, the Motel Year. The what? The Motel Year. Um, uh, what is the guy's name? Willie Vlotten, I think. He's a Americana musician and also a writer, and he's from Reno. And it's super, super depressing, but it's oh, accurate. Yeah, the Willie Blotman movie. Did I say that right? I don't know. I never heard of it. So, yeah, I, so I, that you yeah. should check out you should check out um California Split. Okay. And what what it's in Reno? Yeah, part of it is. Cool. I'm into it. Uh who was in it? Um Thomas Lennon and Robert No, it's uh it's uh <laughs> No, it's uh it's uh George Siegel and Elliot Gould. Oh, uh, Robert Altman oh. movie. So it's not like a wacky, like mad, mad. No, mad no, it's a, okay. it's a, it's a depressing gambler movie. Yeah, well, there is a lot of that in Reno. Yeah, well, it's a lot less prevalent than it used to be. Get ready, Reno's a pretty great place. Yeah, I know it is. I, I watch a TV show, and you've got a great <laughs> law enforcement community. <laughs> so, what do you got so for the topic, Matt? Well, Thomas Lennon is actually in the film that I was. I would have about. first of all. I would have asked Thomas Lennon, "What's it like to have been in these Batman movies?" He was like the I, doctor in the Batman movies. I haven't seen those. The Christian I've Bale seen Batman seventeen movies? again, but I haven't seen the Batman movie. You didn't see the Batman movie with Christian Bale in it? No. You should check it out sometime. I will. Thank you. I definitely will. Um, so this film. Can I can I tell you about the film? 
Oh, I wish I could, but we're out of time. Now, of course, tell me about the film. <laughs> so there's two things, first, first and foremost, about the film. Number one is uh, Thomas Lennon is in it. Number two, one of the main co-starring characters' name in the movie is Pigpen. Okay. Now, what is this movie? I unironically love this movie, and I may truly mean it. It's just, it's such a comfort piece for me. All it's right. just amazing. It's called Out Cold. Out Cold, that's the, that's the snowboarding movie. Right, it is a Seth movie Green, about... Seth Green snowboarding movie. Not Seth Green. I don't think Seth Green had anything to do with it, did he? Did he write Zach, it? Zach is in it. Zach Galifianakis yes. is in it. Yes. Yeah. And he is amazing. So he is the best in the worst movie. It is campy. It is terrible. It is it was Disney's attempt at making like a PG thirteen film. I love it because I grew up at a ski resort, and it's like really kind of comforting to me. And it's sometimes actually scary accurate. But Jason London is the star. Lee Majors is in it. Thomas Lennon, um, supermodel Victoria Silvstedt. And uh, a handful of other folks. Jack Johnson. Um, so wait, so hold on a second. So you think this movie rules, apparently. I love this movie, but I know it's bad. But Okay, so, you, so you're saying Zach is great in a movie that's bad, but you actually like it. So is it bad? Yeah, I mean, objectively, sure. Uh, right. It's It only is good to me because it makes me feel at home. Like you're back at that ski I mean, resort you grew up at. Yeah, and what's that? Tell me more about this ski resort you grew up at. Um, well, I grew up in between Heavenly and Kirkwood and Lake Tahoe. I don't know what either of those things are. They're just ski, they're ski resorts. And I grew up in super rural towns that were primarily driven around tourists coming to ski. I worked at ski resorts like my whole life. It's just kind of my, it's, it's home for me. And there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, the, the culture that happens in between the margins there. Ski resort culture? What do you mean? Like, do you guys put on plays or something? Sometimes. What do you entertain there, the... There's entertain. nothing else to do. What's a, What would happen if it, like, what's a, what would happen if it, like, snowed too much and the lodge was full? What would you have to that do? That happened all the time. It was run amazing. around making hot chocolate for everybody? It was the best nights, nights of my life. That happened all the time. I got snowed in so frequently at work. Like, a lot of times I would miss school the next day because I couldn't get home. It was awesome. You'd sleep in the lodge. You'd sleep in other people's apartments, like, wherever you could. And it was just a big party. So and you, and you'd be, would really they be just like, would they be like, boy, get me some hot chocolate? No, it wasn't, it wasn't hoity-toity like that. In fact, the, the plot of Out Cold involves uh, Lee Majors, the fall guy, trying to... Um, kind of gentrify the ski resort and um, Zach and all his friends, including Jason London, fighting against it. Yeah, finally they're going to take the ski resorts away from from uh, the the disenfranchised and and gentrify them. Yeah, exactly. That, that, and it, that's the point. It was a rural Alaskan ski resort, and they were trying to make it fancy, like some place in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Fancy, like some place in Wyoming. Well, a lot of those too. Look, I'm going to say this. That's a good one, first of all. Secondly, I want to hear more. Give me one ski resort. Uh, give me one uh, a totally, uh, uh, totally uh, shocking ski resort story. When I was 16 years old, I worked at the uh, gear shop, the 
where you buy, you know, clothes and skis and snowboards and sunglasses and stuff. Yeah. And um, Carrot Top came in because he was performing that night. Slow down. And bought slow, a da- slow down. Mm-hmm. You're 16. You're working at the gear shop. Carrot Top, who was performing at the ski resort? That's correct. He comes into the gear shop. Yep. And how does this go? Now tell me. Pick it back up. There was a, a brand of sunglasses at the time called Arnett's. Um, that is, they're most closely associated now with like dudes from, you know, Sugar Ray and stuff like that. Very 90s, very square wraparound kind of thing. And they were like, they retailed for like 100 bucks a pop. And he said, I got to get a pair of these Arnett's, but they have to be orange. And we had, uh, you know, sort of a, the, the inventory in the back, but it was terribly organized. It was just everything's fallen on itself. And it's just, it was, it was basically anything that was out on the floor was there until we could go back and replace it. We didn't know how to find like individual items in the back. And he really, really wanted the orange wrap around our nets. And so I had to go back and I dug around for like probably half an hour to, to find him for him. And, uh, I did. And, uh, I was kind of thrilled by the fact that I ran his credit card. So I found out his real name and, uh, then he kind of just like took off and I was like, well, that was anticlimactic. And then it turns out he went to my boss and gave her a hundred dollars and, uh, told her to give it to me for helping him find the orange sunglasses. All right. That's a nice story. Yeah. He I'm not trying to be unpleasant. No, that's a nice one. Did he give you, t- did you go see the carrot top? show that night yeah he was literally performing on like a picnic table um in uh the part of the lodge that would normally be used for like people eating lunch during the day now, how much was he pulling in for that gig since you worked there you must have seen the books well what, what was carrot top pulling in? i was 16 years old so i did not see nah, the books, you're but, probably I mean, sneaky you're probably sneaky you're probably poking around where you shouldn't have been looking <laughs> I have to imagine it was probably what you talking less about? than two thousand dollars. Less than two grand. No, no. Problem. Okay. Now he must have gotten thirty five hundred. Maybe. I mean, that was a lot. That was, this would have been like nineteen ninety six. So yeah. All right. Well, look. Thanks for the ski lodge story. Thanks for the Reno story. Well, can I can I tell you real quick why Zach was so good in such a bad movie? Yeah. Go ahead. Because I know you guys are buddies or something, right? Like, or you know him at least. Yeah, I know. Like, he's been yeah. on the show. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. I haven't seen so, him in a while. He don't, he don't two... live here no more. Hold, hold on, I'm talking now. He don't live in New York no more, so I don't see him so much. Um, but, yeah, I like him. I, li- I love him. I love him. I don't even like him. I love him. Good guy. Good guy. Sweetheart. 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 The, um, the, the two scenes that are the most critical that he's in, and he's a full-on co-star in the film. In one of them, he gets his genitals stuck in a hot tub, and the other one, he wakes up to finding that his genitals are being licked by a bear, and he's still the best actor in the film. Really? Better than Lee Majors? (laughs) Much. I think all Lee Majors pieces got filmed after, like, in post-production. None of them are connected. Lee Major seems sometimes like he used to be like a thing, like a like there would be like a Lee Major suit that someone would put on. You know what I mean? Almost like like the like uh like a tough guy suit. 
<laughs> well, yeah, it was like an easy tough guy costume. Yeah, easy trope to 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 yeah. grasp, right? Yeah. He he pulled up into town. By the way, he drove to Alaska from Wyoming, where he owned fancy ski resorts, according to the narrative, in a Hummer. And I thought that was a huge missed opportunity. I get what they were trying to accomplish with the Hummer being, you know, sort of obnoxious and whatever. But um, it should have been the Fall Guy truck, right? Look, I don't know. You're thinking about it too much. Get off my phone. It's my favorite movie. Goodbye. Goodbye. And no, we're done. We had we had a good run. Best show. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Uh, wanted to contribute to the topic tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. What's your name? My name's uh, my name's Ian. Ian, where are you calling from, Ian? I'm calling from Queens. I'm calling from Queens. You think you're a little bit of a tough guy, huh? A little bit of a tough guy. Not <laughs> not super tough guy. A little bit of a tough guy. You can a little bit, right? <laughs> We're tough out here in Queens. Yeah, like, yeah. you ever say when those people like, hey, you better watch your step. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. So what? Oh, uh, yeah. They usually have like a clear frame glasses, right? I don't know. I just know when people talk tough like that and they they throw around where they're from as if, uh, what, are you going to beat me over the head with the 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 the, the, the state, the, with the, the borough sign or something? <laughs> the sign over the BQE. The sign over the BQE yeah. when you're going into Brooklyn. It says, "Welcome to Brooklyn." Forget yeah. about it. Well, now you're getting a little carried away. Uh, <laughs> not nuts about where you're at now with it. Um, so what? What's 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 uh, what do you got for me, Chief? I got a, I got a couple. So you were talking about uh, oh, what was the actor's name? The Ascot guy. Uh, uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Peter Peter Bogdanovich. I have a a, a Sopranos one. Uh, when Ben Kingsley was on The Sopranos, yeah, that's a bad performance and a great thing. So you so you Ben Kingsley was not good on The Sopranos. <laughs> no, he played he played himself, but it seemed like it was uh, it seems like it was it was uh, a little too. It was, what? It was a little half-assed. Was that your Sorry, your half, your half your half writer's lead. room in the background? What was that? <laughs> That's Maddie. Maddie, say hello to Tom. Hello. Hi, Maddie. That was her idea. That well, was why? Why, that was she, why am I not talking to Maddie then? I don't know. Well, <laughs> talk to her. Yeah, that's all right. She didn't want to talk. She didn't want to talk. That's fine. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that one's kind of a dud. No, nah, that's fine. That's fine. You're doing. You're doing it, buddy. All right. You're you're you're, uh, you're making it happen. I appreciate it. Ben Kingsley on The Sopranos. Remember when yeah. uh, what's her face was on it? Uh, Lauren Bacall and uh, and uh, she got punched. She got hit in the face. Oh my god, that is like one of the that's so funny. Yeah, because <laughs> he was writing a movie. Uh, uh, Christopher was writing a movie. Yeah, Cleaver. Cleaver is a horror movie. His horror right? movie, Cleaver. <laughs> I was watching the one the other day where he was. Uh, uh, what do we? What do we do? Doing a recap show? Get off my phone. Remember, we're going to go down memory lane with the Sopranos. You know what that guy should forget about? 
calling the show back. <laughs> calling the best show again? Forget about it. <laughs> oh. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. Jack and Clifton here. First time caller. Uh, Jack and Clifton. Clifton, New Jersey, huh? Clifton, New Jersey. Now, what's why would you say that? Why would you do that? Why not? You're better. You're better than that. You know. I know. I got one for one for the topic tonight. What do you got? Let's see. Best in the worst is Richard Gere in the remake of Breathless. The remake. So you. So you. So is the remake of Breathless not good? Terrible. Awful film. But he's, he's good. Pretty in good it. in it. Though. He's good in it. Uh, worst performance in a great film. Yeah, what's that? Would be uh, Sidney Pollock and Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, I remember that being a weird one. Where? I mean, not you know. Sorry to go on the Kubrick train tonight, but like, not Kubrick's greatest film either. But uh, Pollock is pretty punk in that film. He's pretty punk. What he's got a mohawk? I wish. That'd be pretty cool, Sydney Pollock. It would be a pro-hawk, right? Uh, no, it'd be a, a po-hawk. A po-hawk? Pollock, Sydney Pollock. Exactly. No, he's terrible in that film. He kind of like, it, it, his, his uh, performance in that film is like Kubrick slapped the script down like a day before they started shooting. He's kind of like script pages are on that pool table he's rolling the ball around on. I remember that pool table scene, him and him and uh, uh, and uh, Tom Cruise talking at the pool table. Terrible. Yeah. Otherwise, an all right film. Yeah. Well, there you go, buddy. All right. Go that's get, my, uh, that's money my call. Back. I don't have to tell you. Go back to the theater, see if you get a refund. <laughs> Will do. The phone number, 201-332-3484. We are talking about best performance in a bad movie but worst performance in a great movie um i want to thank my guys uh, uh pad and and jason and mike for for covering last week i could not make it i had uh, some personal stuff i had to, it was completely unavoidable could not do the show so i appreciate them holding it down i heard it was a good one and they talked about overheard conversations and uh, I actually had a couple that I wanted to contribute that I want, don't want to forget. One was, uh, was it was it fun last week, Mike? Good. Pat, you have a good time? Did, did you guys order pizza? No. What? I can't hear what any of you are saying. It's okay. So, I was in a diner a couple weeks ago, and I heard uh, these two people talking, two employees talking at the diner, and the one, the one, uh, the one guy said, uh, they were, they were like, the one guy was like my, my, uh, my waiter or whatever you want to call him, server, I don't know what the right thing to say is. So they're there and he's ignoring me because they're watching videos on a phone over at the, at the register. And he goes 
after they're watching a video on the phone. He's like, she's a YouTube sensation. And then the woman goes, eh, she's a whore. (laughs) And I was like, well, whatever she is, you should probably come over here and take my order. Now this is a this is now tell me what about this. I go to this diner. I ate at this diner a week before. Got just like soup and a sandwich. As low maintenance as can be. Tip this guy like five bucks on a eleven dollar thing. Just you know. And he's like, oh thank you, whatever. It's like, alright, don't get I'm not looking for a, a congressional medal here. Just being a nice, nice guy. Nobody ever went broke tipping. But then, one week later, I come in. This guy, this guy's not even giving me the time of day. You'd think that five bucks would have earned me at least the, the base level of just, of consideration the next time I came in a week later. But I, what, did he forget me? That's fair. I can't remember a lot of people. I meet a lot of people, a lot of guys with beards. Fair amount seem to be named Dave. It's fine. I have a hard, sometimes I have a hard time sorting out the Daves, but I get it. This is a week later. And doesn't he know I'm special? (laughs) Shouldn't he remember me? I'm special. Um, no, but he didn't remember me. So that's the one overheard thing I, uh, I, I wanted to talk about. And then there was one, I went to the movies a week or so ago and it was two dudes and, uh, one guy was throwing around the N word a fair amount as they were talking. Um, not, uh, not a person of color. I'm going to say that. Very comfortable throwing it around in public. Then I go to the, as they say in Canada, the washroom. And then these two guys walk in. And then the one guy goes up to to the, uh, as they say in England, uh, the urinal. Is that what they say? I remember working with, with Sharon. Sharon Horgan would always be like, it's going to be urine. I mean, urine, urine. So the one guy goes up to the urinal and he starts talking about, and look, I'm going to say this, you know, when there was that whole thing, when, uh, when, uh, there was like, Trump was like all the grab them stuff and uh, like all that gross stuff. And it was like, and it's like, oh, it's locker room talk. It's like, I never hear talk like this. I don't hear the dudes I hang out with. That is not how we talk. Locker room talk. But maybe I'm just hanging out with the wrong people or maybe the right people. So. The one guy's at the urinal. And he starts talking to his pal. And he starts talking all about how he's having basically unprotected intercourse. And then he says he's got a problem with his, uh, with his, uh, swimsuit area. 
And then the other guy's like, look at this. Look at it. Something's wrong. And then the other guy goes over and he starts going, oh, bleep. What is going on there? Like, he's like, you can't do that without protection, dude. And they're just like talking about this stuff at the top of their lungs in in a public restroom. Yeah, man, I tell you, I'm hanging with a different crowd, I guess. Best show, hi. Hi, uh, Tom, I have something for the topic. Uh, great, Who, to whom am I speaking? Oh, sorry, uh, this is Roy from New York, New York. Hi, Roy. Hey, uh, yeah, sorry to barge in like that, I apologize. Oh, no, Roy, Roy, you're not barging anywhere. Roy, you're a guest, and I welcome you to the show. Welcome, Thank Roy. You. How does the name Roy work for you uh, through your life? Is it, do you like it? Yeah, it's great, Roy. actually, because, yeah, it's simple and nobody has it. So, yeah, it's, it's worked out. It's one of those mid-tier names. I have one of those, Tom. It's yeah, like, yeah not absolutely. A, well, Roy's a little more arcane than Tom. Yeah, yeah. Like, who's the most popular Roy? Roy Scheider? Yeah, Roy Scheider. Uh, Roy Orbison, who, that's my favorite other Roy, I think. Uh, Roy Rogers, of course. Mm-hmm. Fair amount um, of weirdos with the name Roy. No offense. No, I agree. It's a weirdo yeah. magnet. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Who's the, who's um, the coolest Roy? I I go with Orbison personally. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's my opinion. Isn't though. it funny? His name was Roy Orbison, and he covered his orbs with sunglasses. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had not thought about that. Right? Um, yeah, well, that that makes him cooler to me now. Uh, all right. Remember when he did that song? <laughs> for a yeah. while, I could smile for a while. But then you kissed me that night. <laughs> Stop. What can I do? One of the best songs ever, though, he did. He did this song, and I'll play it. I'll play it a little later. Okay, yeah, yeah. He did this song, this Elvis Costello song. He he uh, he did the song, The Comedians. It's one of the... I've never heard that. Oh, okay. Well, get ready, Jack. You are in for a... Get ready, Roy. You are in for a... You are in for a, <laughs> a revelation when you hear this one. Awesome. I, I look forward to that. Well, so, yeah, who's thanks. another cool Roy? Roy Scheider's pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool, Roy Scheider. Um, all that jazz. You ever see that? I never saw all that jazz. Showtime, seen, folks. Seen Jaws. It's a pretty good commercial for Dexedrine. It's, uh, you watch that movie yeah. and you're just like, huh, I wonder what that <laughs> stuff's like. Yeah. Looks oh, there's very, a, uh, okay, oh, no, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 Roy, you go, you go. Uh, Roy Lichtenstein is, uh, great okay. as well. Give me another Roy. One more Roy. Um, how about, oh, God, you want an evil one? Uh, Roy Cohn? Roy Cohn. Yeah, that's a bad Roy. He's the worst of all. Worst ever. Who, Mike? Mike said Roy White, baseball superstar Roy White. Okay, I I don't follow baseball, but I'll take that. Um, Now, what would people call you as a kid? What would they, what would they turn Roy into? Let me see if I can guess. Roy Boy, yeah. probably Roy Boy, right? Yeah, Roy Boy. Uh, uh, hold Roy on, let me see if I can guess. A Doy, a Roy. 
right? Yep. Yeah. You probably got that. Yeah. What else do you get? Do you remember uh, the the song Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon? I've heard of it. I don't yeah. know it though. <laughs> There's a line that says "Don't need to be coy, Roy," and yeah. so I got that a little bit. Like coy, like the fish. Yeah, yeah, well, no, not like the fish. Like sort of like being sneaky, like uh, like oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. I thought there was a character like a coy fish named Roy in the song. Oh wow! Um, You're sure yeah, that's no. not what it is? I'll, I'll re-listen to it again, and uh, maybe my interpretation was wrong. Yeah, maybe it is a koi fish. Okay, so so yeah, so the Roy thing, it served you all right. Yeah, it's been great. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, and the name means Roy. It means king. You know, it, uh-huh. it's short for royal. Okay. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So let's so, yeah. hear what what do you got for what do you got for the topic, Roy? So uh, a bad performance in a great film was a... Uh, oh, hold on one sec, hold on one sec. Mike, no, I'm yeah. not going to tell him that. I don't think it's a dumb name. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Look, I don't think it's the coolest name. If you want to tell him, you tell him, Mike. Uh, sorry about that, Roy. You go ahead. That's okay. I mean, is he is he drowning in the cores right now? And that's why he's... I don't know what his deal is. He's got these dumb okay. calendars still. <laughs> He's still stuck with these calendars piled up. <laughs> APMike.bandcamp.com. How many calendars you have left? <laughs> He's got a few. Next ten calendars he sells, we're going to throw another twenty bucks in the into one of them. Did you hear okay. back from anybody who got it? He's in greats. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. So you're saying John Travolta in what movie? In the Thin Red Line. Um, the Terrence Malick movie. Yeah, Terrence Malick's third feature film. Um, he really uh, stops the movie cold when he's in that movie. Um, the rest of the movie is really beautiful. But uh, and what's he? How's he? How's he draw it to? How's he? How's he grind it to a halt? Uh, I don't know. It was just a really indicating, hammy performance. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, that was yeah. I saw it in the theater, and I just remember in that moment, I, I was like, "What is going on here? Why, why are you on screen?" Yeah. Uh, okay. That's I, a good I, one. I welcome pushback on that if I'm wrong. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thanks, Roy. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Have sir. a grand evening. You too. I was all right for a while. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom, how are you? Oh, I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Evan in Vancouver. Evan in Vancouver. What's up tonight, Evan? Why, well, it's something for the topic. All right, the topic. What do you got for the topic, Evan? It's my, well, it's my own personal account of uh, a great performance in a bad movie that I saw. All right, great performance um, in a bad movie. What is it? Well, it, uh, I saw, I worked on a movie with uh, Nicolas Cage, and I was very doubtful that he had anything to provide uh, acting-wise for the movie, uh, as he had done so many bad features before that. And actually, turns out he had done a character, and he mostly stayed in character, and he was amazing to watch. He performed all his dialogue. It was eccentric. Um, he sort of stayed in character, and I was actually pretty blown away by his 
skill set. As what an actor. Wild Wild movie is this now? Uh, it's called Army of One. It's a comedy based on a real guy that he sort of uh, portrayed. Um, so he kind of had a high voice in it, and he had long gray hair and a beard. He sort of was a bit pudgy in it, but. Um, whenever he came to Nicholas Cage came to act, he brought everything to it. It was amazing to watch, and uh, it was incredible. And I also have an adjacent story to last week's topic, which is overheard conversations. So let me ask you first before we move on to that, though. Say yeah. I'm making a movie, right? Uh-huh. Say I'm making. I'm finally in the chair. I got my the chair. I got my jodhpurs. I got my. Uh, my my beret, my monocle, my little uh, yelling tube, whatever that thing was. <laughs> What's that thing called? A little little megaphone, right? Yeah. And it's yelling ta- horn. It's, it's ta- well, yeah, yelling horn. And I'm finally in the chair. It's Tom time, right? It's Tom time. Tom's yeah. directing a movie now, finally. And I want Nicolas Cage to be in this movie. What kind? Of, what do you think I'm talking about money wise to get this guy in the movie? Seventeen grand for a day. I actually kind of know the number, but uh, you got to tell me. Maybe for Tom, seventeen grand, I think will do. No, no, no. You got to tell me the number. Tell me. Nobody knows who. Nobody knows who you are, buddy. Nobody knows. You're not. That's okay. Well, well, the guy. Give me. I'll I'll guess that you go higher and lower. How about that? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Seventeen five per day. Yeah. A twenty. Oh, now I'm doing math. Twenty day production. Twenty thirty days. Uh, yeah, higher. 25, 25 a day. I think you're on. I think you're on point. All right, okay. To get All Nick right. Cage in that movie, okay. That com- that comedy movie. Yeah, okay. Good, good. It's good to know. Twenty five, yeah. twenty five grand to get him on set for a day. What I found out was that he works, and so you know, there's so many years where we think, oh, Nicholas Cage is a write up. The guy does five or six movies a year, which is an incredible amount of workload for, for an actor, um, especially somebody that's, you know, fairly prominent. I don't know his, you know, financial situation or whatever, what he needs to do, but that's pretty good workload. Yeah, no, good for him. Look, man, the dude's, the dude's, uh, look, you, in, in your, in your career, you go up and you go down sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? You go up and then what you do go you- down. So he goes down a little bit. He keeps working. Good for him. He got to, he gets to work, and uh, you know, regardless of the words that he says, he knows them and he delivers them the way that he does. And I was really incredibly impressed with with what he did. With, I'm gonna uh, take my face <laughs> off. My face off. That must have been the most fun. Can you imagine getting paid to go act in Face Off? Most fun thing ever. It must be the greatest time. It was the greatest time of your life. You get to be in Face Off, and they, you didn't have to pay to be there. They paid you. But then, who do you ask? Who do I face off against? Travolta. You think that was in the. Yeah, but do you think that was in the negotiation? Who do I face off against? No, that'd be the greatest thing ever. You get to act against John Travolta and you two of you running around in face-off? Yeah. That is actually pretty great. Yeah. And this dude yeah. gets to do that. Then next thing you know, he's running around. He's got a box of bees on his head. 
doing <laughs> burning burning uh man whatever the thing was wicker man wicker he's doing man. that he's running around doing that then and then that everybody's like oh what a loser like I, I love when everybody's like oh what a loser he's only it's like first of all this guy's worst day beats your best week by uh, by a mile this dude's worst day on set could you imagine the time of li- the life he's having and also, it's like it's like when people are like, oh, Steve, you know, like remember Steve Gutenberg, that guy Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. People are like, what a loser, Steve Gutenberg. He, like, remember Steve Gutenberg? That's hilarious. The idea of Steve. It's like, is it? The guy was like a top movie star for like five years. And just because he didn't stay at the top of show business infi- for an infinite amount of time, it's like, how is that a law? Lo- how how is he a loser? I feel like Steve Gutenberg's laughing still. Dude made it through the door. Dude made it through yeah. the door. That's the trick, man. Yeah. Um, so you got um, yeah, and then he did this movie Mandy, which I haven't watched yet, which I'm scared to see because. Everybody's like, "Oh, you got to see it." The opening ten minutes is a King Crimson song, and it's like my favorite, one of my favorite songs ever. And if this movie ruins that song, I don't know what I'll do. By all accounts, it's amazing. I should just watch it, right? Yeah, but I I heard it's pretty intense. I heard piecemeal is the best way to go. It's a bit visceral. Piecemeal? What am I supposed to come back to? What? Yeah, just watch. You watch your ten minutes and then finish it later. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds weird. I think <laughs> I gotta go all. I think I'm all. They didn't make it in piecemeal. I think I got. I'm in or I'm out. Well, if you're in, I think you should start it at two a.m. and and go for it. All right, maybe no perhaps, no distractions. Perhaps I will. Can I can I tell my Jason story? My please please uh, do. Let's hear it. So it's. From the topic last week, which I'm sorry to hear that you weren't there, but uh, those guys did a great job in, in covering, um, which is overheard conversations. Okay. I just want to preface that I did work on this movie, and this is not uh, a court testimony, but uh, the movie was distributed by the Weinstein Company, and we did have a visit from uh, brother Bob Weinstein to the set. Great guy. Yes, okay. so, great guy. So I was ultimately extremely curious to find out what he had to say when he arrived. So we were in a small house, uh, filming, uh, a, a girlfriend scene with Nicolas Cage and, um, I was curious to hear his conversation and all of it. So I planted myself firmly in the foyer of the house when Bob Weinstein said hello to Nick Cage, which was, hi, I know we had that thing with that guy, and Nick was very uncomfortable looking and sort of nodded his head because he had mostly stayed in character for the whole thing. And Bob said, uh, oh, I'm sorry it went down like that. This is going to be great, and so on and so on. And Nick sort of nodded like he didn't really want to chat with him. And then... Bob Weinstein proceeded to go over to this tiny house uh, across to the living room and talk to the actress and say, 
F Nick Cage, uh, this is your movie. We're going to F and put you all over the poster, and he's got nothing to do with it. While Nicholas Cage and his long gray hair and his bushy gray beard sat there quietly while I stood with my back to the wall listening to the entire thing, thinking uh, it was the most absurd uh, conversation I'd overheard almost ever. Uh, Here, but, Bob Weinstein, uh, yeah. Great, yeah. great guy. Yeah. Um, really affable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Some good yeah, uh, good behind-the-scenes so. stuff here tonight. A little, thank little, you, Tom. little peek behind the showbiz curtain. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, man. I don't know. Best thing and a bad thing? You know which one I think it is, Mike. Yeah. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. In the movie Jack and Jill, the Adam Sandler movie Jack and Jill, Al Pacino. I give Al Pacino, this is what I'll say about Al Pacino. Don't matter what movie it is, he shows up, he gives you the full Pacino on set. And also, he's got this movie coming out now, The Irishman. This Scorsese movie, it's De Niro and Al Pacino, I believe. This movie... I heard there's so much, I heard they age them down in it a lot. Like, the De Niro and Pacino act in it, but then they're like digitally aging them down. Oh, brother, this is gonna be, this is gonna be something else when we're all staring at. And it's gonna be on Netflix. Big shocker. A lot of these things. Does it not matter? Do the movies not have to be good that Netflix gets? Is that just like part of the Netflix thing? It's like, yeah. We got the, the Cloverfield movie. Is it good? Oh, no, it's definitely not good. But we got it. And then, so get ready for when that movie comes out, that's going to be like a, a the laughing stock. We're all going to be watching to see the digitizing of their faces. It's, it's going to be like Polar Express. With these two guys shooting it, it'd be like if there were guns in Polar Express. I think I read that the Green Book, the, the uh, Academy Award, the Oscar Best Picture was almost a Netflix movie. Well, that's a great movie, Green Book. Very touching portrait of... of how a guy learns to be slightly less racist. He just, uh, yeah. Everything's filtered through this guy who sucks and is just a little less racist. After driving around in a car, um, with this, uh, yeah, this, uh, this, uh, uh, black guy who hires him to be his, uh, muscle and it's, boy, he sure learns a lot of, a lot of wisdom from the, White idiot. It's a very touching portrait of how a dumb white guy can teach the world everything. So look, getting back to Al Pacino. He does this thing. 
Whatever movie it is, he gives you the whole thing. He is all in. He's not, he's not, he's not saying, oh, this is a, this is just a piece of junk. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try as hard on this. I only save it for the other things. Nah. Nah. Pacino's all in. So he does this movie, Jack and Jill, this Adam Sandler movie, where he is playing himself and Adam Sandler is playing the role of Jack, who Fitting in, in line with every Adam Sandler movie is a super successful, really well-off guy who only lives a incredibly fantastic life. It's like when they make these movies, is, 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 are they not even comfortable enough going on like a fake version of a middle-class house anymore? Like every movie, they're all so successful in it. Very strange. You can't just be a normal person anymore. Every every movie's wildly wealthy, Adam Sandler. So then, this movie, he's like an ad guy. And then he also plays his sister, too. Adam Sandler plays Jill in the movie, too. And the movie got hammered for a, from a lot of people. Rightfully so. It's a pile of trash. Um, it's incredibly watchable. Not good. But Al Pacino is a full-on revelation in this movie. How hard he's working. And the movie culminates with him doing a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. And we are going to listen to it right about now. Something's brewing at D&D. Wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al anymore! It's Dunk! Dunkachino? Don't mind if I do! What's my name? Dunkachino! It's a whole new game! Dunkachino! You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend! Say hello to my chocolate blend! Attica, hooah, lucky light! This whole trial is out of sight! They pull me back in with hazelnut too! Caramel swirl, I know it was you! Everyone wants my Dunkachino. Can't get enough of my Dunkachino. Kids from 7 to 17 lining up for my Dunkachino. What's my name? Dunkachino. Dunkachino. And boom, there you have it. It's actually 32 seconds, so I got to lose two seconds. Maybe you can tell me what, what part you would lose, but I think we are getting there. Burn this. <laughs> I'm sorry? This must never be seen by anyone. You... <laughs> He's so... Mike, you got to give him points on that. Burdness. <laughs> I got to say, yeah, Al Pacino. You get him for a thing, he gives you the whole deal. Burnness. This must never be seen. Best show, hi. Uh, Tom? Yes, hello. Hello. How's it going? Hey, it's going well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Court from New York. Court from New York. Do I know this court? You don't know this court, but this court called last time for the first time, and so we've spoken. Okay. 
So welcome, welcome. Very good. Uh, court is in session. Court is in session. Court is back in session. It was out of session last time because I told a joke, a silly joke, and that put me in uh, in contempt. You were in contempt of court, or court was in contempt of me by uh, telling a bad joke. Uh, it, yeah, I guess it kind of went. No, I was not in contempt of you. I earned the bad. I earned the contempt. All right, go, go, all right. Let's, let's get to it. What, what do you got yeah. for me, court? Uh, just a, a silly story from last week. Um, I do this uh, like little a little acoustic. Uh, like gig at a bookshop uptown and um it's like one click up from an open mic i'd say and there was this random dude so you play guitar like, what do you play guitar yeah 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 just like acoustic guitar and you sing, another guy. you sing a little bit or you just play guitar i do a little bit of singing i'm not a singer really much at all that's why i only do it at this one place sort of to get out of the performance comfort zone you know so when you play you're usually playing what now you're playing like like a little light classical not like kind of you know more like strummy just kind of support we i, I tend to do covers like what's a cover night. you'll do i was that night i was crazy uh, not... on you yeah, <laughs> i wish i wish what do you do um, what's a cover you'll do in that case i was uh strumming along not doing justice to uh nowhere man that night okay. But luckily, the audience was good enough to help pick it up and sing along. Okay. So uh, it turned out okay. It's a smiles in the end. Great. So you're playing Great. your songs. Well, I'm just at this gig, really. At the time. Okay. Story-wise. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I play a song. Um, but, but right, point being, I'm at this thing. I got the guitar, and this, this random guy is just sort of, uh, before everything's starting, kind of, standing around, poking around. He's asking, he's like, oh, cool, cool guitar, man. I'm like, yeah, thanks. And he's like, you know, I've been, uh, I've been playing a bunch myself lately. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Always good to play. And then sort of in that, like, like, oh, did I say that out loud tone? He's like, yeah, I just got back from a prog rock themed cruise. Yeah. Cruise to the edge. Probably. Cruise to the edge. Precisely. Yeah. So I was like, well, you have my attention, sir. And, uh, I'm talking to him about it. He's, talking about you know it's led by yes pretty much i think is like the featured uh band and then you know all these people they're thrilled he was saying that he saw like steve hackett in a buffet line mike portnoy was definitely hanging around the ship and then he busts out his phone and shows me a video of you of course because i know your depth of knowledge with music is deep uh, Focus, the band, yeah? Yeah, the band right. Focus. Sure. Who did Hocus right. Pocus. Indeed, and that's the, that's the only song I know for sure. I think that's probably the case for a lot of people. Um, so he mm. takes out his phone, he's like, oh, you got to see this man. So it's a, it's a video he took of someone explaining Focus to someone else, and then out of nowhere, the lead singer of Focus just pops in the frame and starts yodeling. Oh my, yeah. Oh, that sounds like a pretty amazing video. It was a pretty amazing video. It sounded like a pretty amazing time. He clearly had the time of his life on it, so I was thrilled for him to have come back with so many memories from it and share them with me on that night. That's great. You know, it's a good focus song is the theme from the show, uh, the Steve Coogan show. Uh, uh, what was the show? The party people or? No, no, no. The, the, the show. What you call, where he was the roadie, remember? Come on, why am I blanking on it? 
Uh, I feel like I'm not going to be able to help you here. Oh, why am I blaming? Shame on me. Yes, no, shame on me. I'm the big fan. <laughs> the Tommy, uh, his name was Tommy. Oh. Oh, not Partridge? No! I don't, it's not Alan Partridge. Get know. off my phone. Saxondale. This was the theme. Focus provided a fair amount of the music on that show. The old, those were the old days. Not good, but old. Besho, hi. Hey, Tom. This is Brandon from Queens. Brandon from Queens. What's up, Brandon? Hey, uh, I had one for the topic, but I also wanted to ask uh, some recommendations for an upcoming trip I'm taking. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, well, and I'm sorry if you're sick of talking about this place, but... Um, in the next couple of weeks, I'm headed up to Toronto with my brother. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to uh, get a couple of recommendations of some good bars to head to or a specific place that you would recommend staying. Wait, where are you going? Uh, to Toronto. Yeah, why don't you go to a place called uh, uh, Pizza Pizza, start there, and then go to Pizza No-No or Noma, whatever that was. Go there and then try another place called... Uh, Called, uh, they had a, a great uh, subway there where the tomatoes were especially wilted. It was really appealing how mushy the everything was. Uh, I would say try there. And Got then it. if you're in the mood for, uh, weird, uh, the world's weirdest burrito, check out Taco Bell and no one will believe you that there's an actual Taco Bell in Toronto, but you'll find one and prove them wrong. <laughs> It'll be the strangest bean or whatever you want in it burrito you've ever had. Weirdly blanched out. So go for it. Thank you so much for yeah. those suggestions. Those are my I'll recommendations definitely. for Toronto. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the uh, one I had for the topic, I, I just had one uh, that was uh, a best performance in uh, a worst TV show that I've seen. Um, I really hated that show, Vinyl, on HBO. And, uh, but I really, I kept watching the whole thing because of how much I love Ray Romano in it. I thought that was just such a great role he played. Um, yeah, Ray Romano's a uh, pretty good actor. He's like, tur Ray Romano's like turned into a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Ever since that, ever since I saw him in that, I was just—I started seeing him in everything else. I was like, "Wow, he's really got acting chops." He's good on that show, Get Shorty. Also, he's good on that. Oh yeah, and he's yeah, good on—he's uh, just—he's—he's—he's he's pretty solid, pretty solid dude. I like him. All right, that's all I had. Some thanks. All right, great, thanks. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? What's that now? And I said, "How are you?" Oh, I'm I'm doing all right. 
Thank you for asking. Right. You're the only one that of asked. Of course. You're the only one that really? asked. Yeah. If I had a chocolate oh, really? factory, you'd have the keys to it right now, buddy. Wow, I feel real special right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I live in Mod from San Diego, and I wore my Sharpling and Worcester shirt today, so I decided I'm going to call in. I'm going to take the time to do that. Oh, that's sweet of you. Thank you, Ahmad. I appreciate it. Thanks. So, yeah, I got one for tonight's topic, which is... Um, so there's this movie called The Long Goodbye with there, Elliot Gould. The Long Goodbye, right? Yeah, that one. Yeah, man. I, think, I know it. I think that movie's, you know, the plot's kind of boring and tedious. But it's my one of my favorite movies just because of Elliot Gould and the fact that he has like one of the most magnetic performances by doing very little within it. Yeah, now he's he's amazing in that movie, but it's a great movie too. You're 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 uh, you're you're off base on that, Chief. It's a great movie. I, I don't know. I like I like a lot of Norm yeah, movies. Movie. I like it's a great movie. Like I love The Big Sleep. Now you'll get it someday. Someday it'll make sense to you. You'll get it. Someday. I don't know. Just kind of slow. Eh, someday you'll get it. You'll grow. You got a little someday. grown up to do. You got a little grown up to do. It's okay. Maybe I'll watch it tomor- tomorrow. No, I remember. It was, I remember when I was a kid and I was like, "Bleh, licorice. Bleh, that's disgusting." Right? Yeah. Pe- pecan pie. Bleh. What's that? And then I got so, a little. Oh. Then I got a little. Uh, got some taste, and then I could figure things. Uh, I could figure things out. I could tell what was good. You'll get there. How old do you think I am? Uh, not, uh, not old enough to understand the long goodbye. Oh, why don't you just guess? How, how old do you think I am? It's, it's 77. I don't know. <laughs> yes, Tom, I'm 77 years old. I don't know. I don't, I, however old you are, you're not old enough. It's one of the best movies. Okay, okay. You know, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's debut uh, performance. I'm fully aware of that. I'm fully aware of that. He plays tough guy number three. He's, he's, he, yes, he's a muscle man in that movie. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I got you on the line, though. I just, yeah, well, okay. I What's up? You got me on the line. What do you What do you want now? Uh, well, I'm going to your part of the country uh, this Thursday. I'm heading to New York City. Yeah. So I just wanted to know. I got a full day just by myself. I can do whatever I want. I yeah. really think I should go. I'll be in Manhattan. First, you got to check out 9-11, of course. You got to go. Okay. You got to make your way downtown. And you got to check 9-11 out. Mm-hmm. Then okay. you go to uh, Katz's Deli. Good... What was that? Then you go to Katz's Deli. Okay. And have you ever seen the movie When Harry Met Sally? No, I have not. Have you ever seen the scene? You know the scene when it's like, I'll have oh, what she's having. Again. That's yeah. where they film that. The Impractical okay. Jokers have also filmed there. So you can you can revel in... Any of these things that you can go watch where the, well, technically it's a tenderloins are on the show in Practical mm-hmm. Jokers. It's not the, okay. they're not the Impractical Jokers. The tenderloins are the, the group. For uh, copyright reasons. I think so, yes. So, um, mm-hmm. so what you should do is you go to 911, walk mm-hmm. around, check it out, then mm-hmm. walk up to Katz's, ha- then mm-hmm. you should go and you go, I'll have what she's having, right? Okay, okay. And then they'll get a big laugh. Then they'll get a big laugh. And then they'll have the scene where it's like, uh, they'll have the thing where it's like, uh, um, it's, uh, it's send a salami to your boy in the army. Remember that when the jerky boys said that on a prank phone call? 
No, I don't. Wa- remember it's when they wasted old. someone's time? The jerky boys. There was someone who probably was just trying to work at a normal job, and then suddenly mm-hmm. these guys called and wasted their time. This is this is going way over my head. Okay, well you can go do that too. Before you do, you should Google um, Google um, Jerky Boys nine eleven. A lot of nine eleven mentions in this comedy program today. This is what I want you to go before you come to New York. Google Jerky Boys nine eleven uh, Salami Army. Okay. okay. Cats. They were right after I get off the phone with you. Cats's. Also, mm-hmm. then you go there. Then you walk up to uh, what? Uh, what else? What do you? What else do you like? What else do you like? Uh, what do you like? I, do? I guess. Go ahead. What else did you like to do with your time? Uh, like, I like comedy. I like reading books. All right. Well, then go. This is what you want to do. Then you go to the Strand Bookstore, right? The Strand Bookstore. Yeah, you go and you do the Strand, right? And say that mm-hmm. when you walk into. Sing that. Roxy Music. Do the Strand. They love it. Mm-hmm. Um. Then get a couple books, and you walk over to Union Square Park. You sit. Mm-hmm. You read them. And uh, that's where Impractical Jokers have filmed a few things. Also, <laughs> you can you can kind of trace a few of the bits they did there. Okay. Um, and you should probably walk through uh, through Washington Square Park on your way up to uh, Union Square, and you can see where the IJs did a few things, like the uh, like the uh, you know a few, a few of the classic bits, like the fishing pole bit uh by the water fountain um, um I, I got a, i got then, a business idea for you well let me let me finish think, okay when you're sitting in union square park right mm-hmm. reading your yeah. books after you look at where the impractical jokers did like the pinata bit where myrrh was held up on the crane human pinata <laughs> then you look over at the pet smart because that was the final <laughs> location for andy warhol's factory oh really and then you can just imagine Andy Warhol lugging a 50-pound bag of uh, dog food. Like, imagine him working at – imagine that. Just close your eyes and you imagine he works at Andy Warhol working at, at PetSmart, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'll open your eyes and your books will be gone, the books that you have. <laughs> and all the rest of your stuff will be gone. Someone will steal it. Then you got to go to Shake Shack, Right? I think we have those here. No, it's not like the one in New York. I'll tell you why. Do you have why? to wait? Do you have to wait fifty-five minutes for your food at the one where you are? No. No. Well, that's why you got to go to the one in New York. Uh, I see. Get online and get then wait fifty-five minutes for the same thing. And then, mm. you, then you could just be like a real New Yorker. You go. I don't know what the big deal is. Mm. You start complaining about it. I mean, it's good. I don't know what the big deal is. It's, I mean, it's, look, it's, okay. it's good. It's good. No, it's good. But what's the big deal? 55 minutes? <laughs> then you do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then what What else? You like comedy, right? So maybe go yeah. uh, get a few laughs and go to the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, right? We have that here. Wait, where are you from? I'm from San Diego. We're, we're like a stone throw from uh, L.A. Yeah, no, I know where San Diego is. <laughs> Were you turning me on to the idea of San Diego? It's, I've heard of it. That, uh, that goes into my next thing I wanted to talk to you about after we're done with this. Then you go to thirty. Go then you go to the Empire State Building, right? 
Yeah. You just check it out. Mm-hmm. And just like look at it, right? Really like take it in. Then there's yeah. like a museum that has this one picture of a pyramid thing that everyone on earth seems to be putting on Instagram. I don't know what museum it's at. Okay. But everyone on earth takes this picture of this one pyramid thing and it's mm-hmm. all over the place and everybody on earth seems to have seen it except me. And okay. you go check that out. And I'll then, tag you in my Instagram post. And then, then it's on to Central Park. Okay. Right? Then you get a carriage ride. <laughs> By myself. By yourself. Then you go uptown to the diner where they filmed Seinfeld. Okay. And you so go what I understand, there. it's not a real diner. Well, so. you go in there. No, it is. It's called Monk's. Okay. Diner. And you go in there. And you talk about uh, serenity now and uh, mm-hmm. shrinkage and yada, yada, yada. And uh, they'll love it when you do that. Right? Okay. Yeah. And then you go in there, you say, I'll have what George is having. Right? <laughs> okay. And then you go and you, put, you say, your jacket's made of Gore-Tex. Right? Yeah. I was watching an episode of Seinfeld a couple weeks ago. You know who was on it? He was on it. Well, thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Do you know Tracy Letts? Do you know who Tracy Letts is? I have no clue who Tracy Letts is. Well, never mind. He was on an episode of Seinfeld. Do you know who he is? Yeah, I know. Tracy Letts? You want me to Google? No, no, I'm not talking. Get off my phone. You're driving me nuts. Don't come to New York. We got enough of you rubes here. This guy's gonna come look at the tall buildings, right? Suddenly I like Don Rickles. Yeah, this guy's gonna come into New York and look at the tall buildings. He's like, Hey Mavis, look at that. There's a Bashow High. Hello. Hello. To whom am I speaking? Uh Rachel. Rachel, hi, how are you tonight, Rachel? Good, how are you? I'm good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Montana. All right, Montana. What's what's up in Montana? Um, well, we got cattle rustlers. What else you got up there? Uh, we got well, we got a bunch of bunch of snow. Um, mm-hmm. the a lot of schools got called uh off. How, how much does it have to snow before they call off school up there? Well, in Butte, for instance, uh, they haven't had a snow day in like 32 years. Okay. So, but I wouldn't. I didn't grow up here, so. So you don't like it. I don't it. really know. You don't like I'm it sorry? so much. You don't like it so much there, do you? No, I actually love it here. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about Montana? The summer. Um, there's a really perfect time of year when you can float down the river and you could just float with your friends and drink and it's nice and hot and the water is nice and cool at the same time. What, what are you floating in? A, in a tube? Yeah, like an inner tube. Okay. 
but I I like that everybody's nice here. Everybody, when you walk down the street, everybody says hi to you. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> do you have something um, for the topic tonight? I do. Rachel, what do you got? Uh, so I'm not sure if this is the best performance in a worst movie or vice versa. But uh, I was thinking Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, I didn't see that. That's the that's the one with uh, the Chan Man, right? Yeah, Channing Tatum's in yeah. it. Um, but Eddie Redmayne is pretty amazing, I think, in it. He is kind of a cross between maybe a Marlon Brando and uh, Billy Eichner. At the same time. A cross between Marlon Brando and Billy Eichner. Yeah. Because right. he does a lot of, like, uh, type of whispering and talking. But at uh-huh. the same time, he does a lot of yelling. I think you just sold a ticket to see Jupiter Ascending to me. <laughs> you didn't sell it, it to me. There's so much. Uh, there's Channing Tatum with, like, rocket boots. And he's like half wolf, half angel. And then there's uh, uh, who's the guy in uh, uh, Sean Bean, I think. And he is who uh, a be- Sean Bean. Okay. He's he's the he's a king of the bees in it. All right. So it's kind of a. You're not Bonkers making this movie. movie. You're not making it up, are you? This movie. I really am not making it up. And right. Mila Kunis is uh, a queen of like an earth that was supposed to be the origins of people. All right, I'm gonna watch this. But yes, if you watch it, please, please let us know if Eddie Redmayne, if it was a terrible performance in a really awesome movie, or. An amazing performance. You and... got it, Rachel. Rachel, you got it. Okay. All good. right. All right, you have a great um, night. Anything else? Yeah, you too. Um, well, I have more. I have Let's hear one more, then. more. One more. Give me one more, please. Okay. Uh, have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey? Have I seen Fifty Shades of Grey? I did not see it, no. Uh, well, Dakota Johnson, the movie is very, very bad and problematic and just terrible in general, but Dakota uh-huh. Johnson is pretty amazing in it. Okay. Um, and she's the daughter of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. Yes. I believe so. Yes. So, but don't watch the movie. I just thought. All right. I won't. I- <laughs> I won't. It's you, bad. Just, you just didn't sell a ticket for that. No, it's okay if I did. I, I would just I would sell a ticket for Dakota Johnson. Okay. If you were to find a good movie that had her, like Suspiria or something like All that. Right. Perhaps so. I'll watch Suspiria. Yes, that one's a much better Dakota Johnson right. movie. Well, thank you, Rachel. You have a great night. What's another one? You know, it's a great movie with bad acting in it. Dazed and Confused. 
Oh, here comes Mike. Hold on. What's this? Hold on. Hold on. Don't, I don't want you to leave yet. You can't run away. You write these dumb things. <laughs> you run out. Best performance in a bad movie. The Blob in The Blob. The Blob's good? Yeah, The Blob's pretty good. You like The Blob in The Blob? It's good. Okay. The song isn't that good. The theme song. The theme song from The Blob. Yeah, Bert, even though uh, Burt Bacharach wrote it. He did? Yeah. Does it have lyrics? Yeah, look it up. And I think you'll enjoy it. The theme from The Blob. Hold on. <laughs> it's not the love theme from The Blob, is it? I think it's just called The Blob. Blob theme song. <laughs> Tell you. The Blob. Can you imagine? <laughs> Did they remake The Blob ever? They must have. Is this it? Wait, no, no. This is... Hold on. I gotta shut this off first. This is the theme? Yeah. Very jaunty. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what are you doing to me, Mike? Get ready. Beware of the blob that creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. How did I never hear this? I don't know. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Alright, I can't take it. So the blob is good in the blob. He's a blob is a good actor. Yeah, yeah, it is. Worst performance in a good movie. The monkey who gets boned. You mean gets a bone cracked across his head? Yeah. In 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Kind of hams it up a little, doesn't he? The one who gets clonked? Yeah. The thing, yeah, he's he's not great. (laughs) Those monkeys. There's some pretty bad acting from all those monkeys (laughs) in that movie. And how about the, how do you pronounce the name? Those animals that he put in there. The tapers? Is that a taper? You, know, the, the, you mean like the, the, the kind of like boar type ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I think they're called tapers or tamar. Tamar? I don't know. Didn't what you really look <laughs> like, like a zoologist? <laughs> no, no, I watched it recently and I was wondering where did he get, because it's, it's clearly a set. So he brought these animals in yeah. from a zoo, I take it? Or? Mike, I just read a 450-page yeah, book on yeah. the making of 2001. Did I talk about the animals? Yeah, they got them. They got them and they beat some and beat them, but it's implied that they're beating them. It's boring. That's okay. the most boring part. It's oh, okay. them talking about the. That's the boring part of the movie. Uh-huh. The movie starts. It's a snooze when you're stuck in the. With the, Moon Watcher, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. the first, the first ape that learned to kill people. Yeah. Ba 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 Right. Yeah. Still get chills though if I watch that and I see that moment mm-hmm. when that bone goes up in the air <laughs> and then it's the world's greatest time cut. <laughs> right? Yeah, it turns still, into a spaceship. Yeah, still right. get chills. Yeah. Well, it doesn't turn into a spaceship. Well, it's cut to it. It's cut to a spaceship. Yeah. You realize yeah. that bone is not this <laughs> ship. No, I do, do realize that. Yeah. 
All right, get out. <laughs> so you have these calendars left before you go. You, couple, you, a couple yeah, left. Couple left. <laughs> apmike.bandcamp.com. You can still get them. There's a couple. Left. The next ten calendars. <laughs> I'm gonna hold on. Right now, we're gonna do it. Hold uh-huh. on. I didn't see that. I averted my eyes. There's a $20 bill. There it is. Write it. You win. Sign it. For the next 10 orders Mike gets, one of them is going to, this this $20 bill, you're basically going to make money on your calendar. There have been three winners so far. Yeah. I, I threw out one last week. Okay. So, uh. Yeah. We got another one. Yeah. And go get your tickets for the Pat Byrne, Jason Gore show at the Good Good Comedy Theater in Philadelphia this Sunday. It's come to this. Their, their, their comedy, uh, their two man thing where they each do, uh, their, their individual sets and then they, they cross and they share the stage at a point. And Greg Gethard will be there. It'll be very funny. People of Philadelphia do not miss that. Best show. Hey, Tom. Uh, this is Mike from Toronto. Mike from Toronto. What's up, Mike? Oh, not much. It's just uh, great to have you back. Oh, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. The guys did a great job uh, while you were away, but it is very nice to have you back. Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet to say that, Mike. Thank you, sir. Um, uh, I, you actually got my Jack and Jill one uh, for the topic. Okay. Um so I was curious if you're familiar with 2003 film uh, called Tiptoe. Other than you're saying 2003, it was like a sequel to 2001. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tiptoe, oh, you uh, mean the Gary Oldham movie? Yes, that one. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, okay, I figured. I, I think uh, that movie I just, is, well, we, would, we would refer to that movie now as Problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the trailer referred to it as the role of a lifetime for Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Well, that's all I got. Now that movie's uh, pretty. Did you see it, or you just know the trailer? I, I, I didn't. I was, I, I just, uh, I just found the trailer recently, and I uh, hadn't heard you mention it before. It was, uh, it's pretty strange. I'm, I'm surprised it's not uh, in memes everywhere and whatnot. Hey, meme it up, bro. This could be the 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 million dollar meme you've been waiting your whole life for. Uh, it, you said it, not me, not meme, rather. Okay, thanks, oh, Tom. That's have a good night. Get off my phone. Not meme. No, Dazed and Confused. I watched Dazed and Confused the other night, Mike. That's a great movie. I love that movie so much. Few. So, like, you look at that cast in that movie. So many people got their start in, like, that was, like, the first movie for a lot of, like, legit people. Do you know that? Matthew McConaughey. Here, come in here, Mike. I want to tell you this. Get back up. Get back up. Get back in here. You lazy bum. Let's name a few people. Mila Jojovich. One of the first things she did. Uh-huh. Adam Goldberg, you know him? He's very yes. funny. Guy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you might know him. He was uh, also featured on Friends. He also right. portrayed. Uh, he got a spinoff show for a little bit. 
A spinoff of Friends? No, no. He had like his own show. I thought for a little bit. He's worked a lot. This didn't guy. last a long yeah, time. He worked a lot on Friends. He played. Uh, did he play? He played Chandler's roommate when Joey moved out. Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is in this thing? Uh, Days and Confused. Joey Lauren Adams, very talented. You know her. Mm-hmm. Marissa Rabisi. Right. Anthony Rapp. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, he's in that. He is. Uh-huh. He plays a, a square, right? And he plays a bully. Oh, bully. Same difference. Oh, Bannon. Yeah, bad. With bad his guy. paddle. Okay. Driving all around town with his paddle. Mm-hmm. You ever get bullied like that? No, I, I think I've discussed on the show where I was about to be bullied. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a, uh, these guys in my locker stall were systematically giving guys wedgies. Mm-hmm. And then the day arrives where I was next. Mm-hmm. And somehow, I still to this day don't know what I did, but I, I talked my way out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I said specifically. I was such a low-key individual mm-hmm. that uh, I didn't rub anybody the wrong mm-hmm. way. You got and, out uh, of it somehow. Yeah. I, I still yeah, don't know. They, they were literally, they had me, two guys were ready to... Mm-hmm. Inflict the mm-hmm. wedgie. Yeah. And uh, I got you a pass. I got a pass. Right. I think I was the only one in the, the, the All whole... All right, enough of that. Parker, <laughs> Parker Posey is in it. Parker Posey, yes, of course. Nikki Cat is also a very good actor. And Ben Affleck was O'Banion, not O'Bannon. Uh-huh. Sorry, I apologize. Cole Hauser is a guy who works a fair amount. You'd recognize uh-huh. him if you saw him. He was one of the other bullies in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they all act one, and one of the first movies for uh, a young uh, Renee Zellweger. Oh, okay. Uncredited. Hmm. Um, Had a good soundtrack. The soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Masterpiece of a movie. Uh But a couple actors uh, not exactly holding their uh, not exactly holding their water in that movie. Okay. Wiley Wiggins. You remember him? No, I don't. He was the remember. kid. He was the kid that got picked. He was the okay. pitcher. Remember the? It's been a long time since I've seen it. I've got a. His acting consisted of some version just going like, <laughs> "Oh no, man! I don't know. Oh, that guy's a that guy's such a jerk. Uh-huh. Oh, he's such a jerk. He says it like seven times. Oh, he's such a jerk. Oh, Ben, he's such a jerk." Uh-huh. And then he comes home, like, drunk, and his mother's like, are you drunk? He's like, what? <sighs> oh, look, he's a kid. I'm not yeah, yeah. on him too much. Yeah. But he's not exactly, he's up against some uh, some uh, some heavyweights in this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. He's, not, he's got, uh, yeah. He's not, he's not pulling his weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the worst in the whole movie is it drives me nuts? And look, Jason London. Not exactly. No great shakes either. He's yeah. like the heartthrob in the yeah. thing. He's like, I might come back and play football for you, coach, but I sure ain't signing this thing. <laughs> and he crumples it up and throws it at the coach. And he went on to greater glory in Mallrats. In Mallrats, that's right, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't exactly yeah. bring it in uh, <laughs> this. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but then uh, there's this one kid in the movie. It's, this bugged me about this movie the whole time. 
all these freshman kids get picked on by the seniors. By yeah. The, except this one little rat beats the rap somehow. Mm-hmm. Let me find his name. Where's his name? Oh, this kid drove me nuts. He didn't. He never got paddled in the whole thing. Yeah. Not that I'm rooting for kids to get paddled. <laughs> I'm glad. On some uh-huh. level, I'm glad he beat the rap. Uh-huh. But he was a little worm, Carl. Carl. His name was Carl. Yeah. He was always like running away and like ducked out on getting beat. And then he like sold his friend out. He got beat. He was the one who ran. Uh-huh. And then the mother pulls the shotgun out on the porch. Remember in Ben uh-huh. Affleck's face? I got, I got to go back. Yeah, you got to go watch this again. Did he? Uh... So he didn't get paddled in that spot. And he didn't buy an elevator pass? That's what? the thing they always did to freshmen in my school. Well, there's no elevator pass in this movie. <laughs> well, I want to talk to you more. Well, hold hold that thought. So then he goes, and then they're walking around, and his and his friend gets gets paddled, and they throw his friend a beer. Mm-hmm. Like the seniors, like have a beer, man. You got paddled. You took your you took your licks. He's drinking, and then him and his this this kid's walking down the street with his two buddies. And Carl's one of them. Carl didn't get paddled yet. Carl takes a beer, takes a sip, throws the beer up in the air. It shatters in the street. Mm-hmm. He didn't even earn that beer. No. And he then, wasted it. He, and he wasted the beer. <laughs> yeah. And this is like a, a freshman kid. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a nectar of the gods. Yeah, yeah. These kids got their hand on a single beer. Yeah. So then, on top of that, now they go to the rec center, to the arcade, where they're playing pool and all this stuff, right? And our guy, Mitch, played by Wiley Wiggins, is going like, Oh, man, O'Banion's in there. What a jerk. Hey, you want to get revenge on O'Banion? It's like, what do you want to get revenge? You want to get revenge? You already got paddled. He got paddled. This kid yeah. got paddled hard. So he gets his buddy Carl to pretend he got caught. And then Ben Affleck comes out with his paddle. And he's about to paddle Carl like nobody's business, right? Is Ben Affleck ever without the paddle? I mean, he just carries around all the time. You'd be more likely to see him without his foot in this movie than without that paddle. (laughs) So then Carl's lined up against the outside of this auto body shop or whatever it is, about to get paddled by O'Banion. Then they dump paint on on from the roof. Two other kids dump paint on on O'Banion. Carl doesn't get paddled. He runs off. He beats the rap. <laughs> the only way Carl and Carl also interrupts. He also uh, blocks his buddy, who's who's uh, smooching a smooching a, a a young lady at the at the school dance. He's like, eh, stop it. Yeah, you wouldn't even know what to do with it, son. Like, he says something like that. This kid was actually smooching, smooching uh-huh. yeah. a, 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 a classmate. Yeah, nice. He pulled, we got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, man? I was smooching with the... Eh, you wouldn't even know what to do with it, son. Calls him son. <laughs> so then, the only punishment Carl gets is he don't get to go to the moon tower. With everybody. Mitch goes to the moon tower. Wiley Wiggins. Drinks a couple beers at the moon tower. Smooches a sophomore. 
You smoke a doob uh, with uh, There's people smoking doob. That's the thing is, if you would have said that, Mike, <laughs> yeah. if you would have said, hey, smoking a doob, you know what would have happened to you. Mm-hmm. Clint would have knocked you out. Because <laughs> that's what Adam Goldberg was doing. He's walking around. He goes, hey, smoking, a, he's smoking, smoking reefer. Mm. What'd you say, man? What'd you say? Yeah, I'm smoking some bleeping reefer. You want to fight? And he calls him like he calls him like Isaac Newton or something. I'm telling you, you would have ended up just like you would have ended up just like Adam Goldberg. Adam I forgot, Goldberg. I forgot all the paddling Mike. in the movie. Yeah, I got to go back. Yeah. They could have called this movie Paddles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could have called it Paddles of Summer. There's so many paddles in this movie. This movie must have paddle sales must have gone up uh-huh. through the roof. To some Texas people to see whether this is a real thing down there. Whether they're paddling, yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah. paddling a thing kids wow. did to each other. Mike, I mean, we had wedgies, you know. That's I think great... you, you spoke about swirlies. That, yeah, was, swirlies. that wasn't popular in my school. I never got one. Uh-huh. You say it like I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, yeah. I, you don't I believe me. Perhaps you, you brought yeah. it up a few times. And... Eh, it was always a threat. You're going to get a swirly. Uh huh. I tell you, I would have been terrified. You imagine if I got a swirly, I'd saw my face off if I got a swirly. That'd be the end of my face. I couldn't bring it with me. Yeah. Ever again. You get your face shoved in a a toilet? A school toilet? I was just going to say, the gym toilet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where it's wide open. There's no stall. Yeah. Why why do gym, gymnasium bathrooms? I mean, my gymnasium bathroom had no stalls, right? Yours didn't have any, right? Oh, they had stalls. Oh, you had stalls Where, in your gym, you go to gym bathroom? Where, where'd you go to school? Stat like 13? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's like a prison, right? My, my gym bathroom had no no stalls. So if you had to use the toilet for what it's yeah. used for, yeah. you were wide open. So people walking by can see you. That's the most disgusting yeah, thing yeah, I've ever heard no. in my life. But that's, you know, nobody complained about would, it. That was just the way it was accepted. In, in the gym bathroom for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I would have decided at that point, well, I guess I'm not <laughs> graduating from school uh-huh. then. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't go to school then. Uh-huh. But another, another thing that people did in school is if whenever you did really have to use the toilet, you basically went to the nurse's uh, office. You know, for you that, the that was like the office? Well, I never did. I was able to uh, pretty much, I can count the number of times I had to use the toilet. All right, that's great. <laughs> great. But uh, that's what people did just because it was safer there. Uh-huh. And you can't blame them. In the nurse's office. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah. I, that was not a problem in my school. But if I ever got a swirly, that'd be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone shows your face in a school toilet, yeah. Pat? Yeah. A swirly? I mean, I always thought... I would drown, or, or the person who would be getting swirled would, would drown. The likelihood of drowning is high, right? I'd say it's pretty low, actually. I would say the kids are not holding you in that long. You have to, you have to turn your head a little bit, I guess. Because you're also, maybe unless you're going... <laughs> <laughs> but what if, what if somebody drowned? Like yeah. in the history of swirlies. Oh, I'm sure someone, I'm sure it's happened. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that? I mean, just being like, yeah, friends with somebody who died from that or yeah. re- related to something, you know, it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, swirly related death. Yeah, 
Death by Swirly. I gotta Google that. All right, get out. Get out, Mike. My fault. <laughs> Death by Swirly. Best show. Hey, it's Jessica. 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 From Ithaca, how are you tonight, Jessica? I said Jessica. So you, oh, the Ithaca part got me. It got me. Yeah, that does. I do that too. How are you, Jessica? I'm doing good. It's way too cold here. It is cold, right? Yeah, and it's going to be cold for a while, and it's not good. I know. It's it's uh, winter. Winter, not fun. It's it's bad. Winter. Why do they do this to us, right? Why do we do I know, this to right? ourselves? It's like radio, I know, I know. I, I should be, I should be Jessica from Miami. Exactly. Uh, it makes sense to me. You got, it, you got it. Did you see Dazed and Confused, Jessica? I did, and I asked my girlfriend who's from Houston, and there was way less swirlies there than there was in seventies Austin. <laughs> but there was paddling. Was there paddling? No, no, no paddling. I don't know. I get, well, where'd they get those I guess it came out of the curriculum at some point. There must have been paddling, though. They, they, this dude didn't make up paddling <laughs> for the thing. I don't see why it bad. I don't see why you would make up paddling. Yeah. I don't know. I need Maybe to find out. Maybe because she was in a city, you know? Yeah. Like country Texas. But where was that? Was that a, did that movie take place in Austin? No, she, no it's in Austin, right? Yeah. Like, it's a Linklater film. It has to be yeah, in Austin. Exactly. Those are the rules. Yeah, them's the rules. So, Jessica, the topic on the table tonight. Best performance got, in something bad, worst in something great. What, what do you have? I got something good and something bad. All right, let's hear it. Eric Andre was really good in Two Broke Girls. This show Two Broke Girls, he had a recurring... Part on two he had a recurring girls. role, yeah. And I think in general, the guy is just fantastic in network sitcoms. That he's Eric just, Andre can just be good in a thing. Yeah, because well, like he has to sort of you know he can't like go crazy because it's network television. <laughs> can't do his normal stick, but he still like injects a manic energy into it. He sort of makes everything feel more alive. Because he's got he's got some kind of energy that he's bringing, even if it's not what you want from Eric Andre, or 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 like about Eric Andre necessarily. It's not the version of him that that everybody who's a fan of him uh, is excited by. You can still feel it in there somewhere. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Like a better show that used him well was Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. That's the first time I remember seeing him in anything. Like he's great in that. Everyone's great in that. That has uh uh that has uh Jessica Jones in it. Yeah. And James Vanderbeek has James Vanderbeek. That's right. And good show. Yeah. That was good. So Eric Andre is a good one. Yeah, I, I just it was on T V while I was at my old job and I'm like, this is pretty good. What's Not normally one? my show I watch. No. That's all I could think of. Two broke I girls just had to call in with that. Two broke girls is always just like the rhythm of that show is always where it's just like very stiff. Yeah, where it's just like it's always and it's always like a dirty joke on the thing. 
And that's fine. I guess. It's not my kind of show. It's not my kind of show. It wasn't for me. No. Like Spike Lee said about Green Book, not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> so when that one best picture, he got up and left at the Oscars. <laughs> how How is it that they didn't film? How is it that that's not the thing that there was a camera? How there was not like... How someone, whoever's directing this thing, there must be someone directing this thing. Go like, look, we're never going to put this on the air in a million years. I want a camera on Spike Lee when this best picture gets announced. There has to be a camera. Keep a camera on him. I just, just for myself, I want to see what happens. I heard like he they didn't actually let him out of the theater. They're like, no, you have to sit back down. Yeah, they made Mr. it. Lee. Yeah, Mr. Lee. Yeah. He he tried to leave with his Oscar that he had just won, <laughs> like literally to just leave the the pavilion with the Oscar, and they made him go like, "No, sir, uh, please don't leave yet. You please go take your seat again." And then he went. We, we back. have to do pictures later. You yeah. you won for once. He there has to be footage of him <laughs> leaving. Someone had to have filmed it on their cell phone or something. I'm sorry. I I need to see the the. I need to see him just go. Nope. Just just gets up, walks out. Like I'm leaving. What? No, I'm leaving. Like <laughs> you, not how he wanted to spend his night. No. No. So. What is a good? What is a a bad thing and a good in a good thing, Jessica? Like a, like something bad and something good. Like who was bad and something good? Do you have one for the other version of it? I didn't think. If you don't. If you don't, don't something worry. Something real quick. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to drum one up now, though. You already. No. Already. This call was already a, an unqualified success. Oh, you, wonderful! Thank you. You did it. You did it. All right. All right. Thank you so much. You have a great night. You too. Night. Best show. Hi. Yes, hi. Tom? Yeah, hi. Who's this? Yeah, how are you, sir? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Let me get this off speaker. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, this is Devin. Devin. Yes. Where are you calling from, Devin? Oh, little town called uh, Bucyrus, Ohio. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, well, you know they're doing a lot of lot to uh, make it more beautiful. Like what Murals. are they doing? Mural. Oh, yeah. they took that. They took down an old, um, an old factory. movie house, mm-hmm. and uh, they they turned it into a little uh, park. It's called Shiner's Park because the name of the theater was called Shiner's. Okay. And they show they project movies up on the. Uh, the building of the that that sits to where it's in the town square. Sure. So sure. we're getting some real culture here, yeah. plus some murals. What movies they shown? What Wreck It Ralph? What are they what are they putting up uh, on that thing? <laughs> they've shown um Grease, like a you know, everybody to sing along to sing along version of Grease, yeah. I would do that. Yeah. I haven't been to any of them because 'cause I'm always at work, but uh it's in the summertime. Sure. So anyhow, that's uh, Bucyrus got going for him. Plus, they're the uh, 
bratwurst, uh, unofficial bratwurst capital of uh, America. Someday it'll be, be done. Someday, someday it'll be official. You guys can do it. I know you can do it there. We're uh, we're striving. Yeah. What if I sent AP Mike to your your fine town, Bucyrus, Ohio? Yes, Bucyrus, Ohio, and had him sample the local fare. Um. He would have some uh, stories to tell. Sure, and he'll some... eat. This is what he'll do. He'll show up. He'll eat uh, nine bratwursts, and then he'll he'll host a special screening of uh, of uh, gummo. He'll project <laughs> up on the screen, and the whole town can do a gummo sing along. <laughs> I'm not familiar with gummo, gummo. but uh, sounds um, great. It's a great movie. Um, I do love Kubrick, and that's what got me really uh, interested in calling. Uh-huh. And then when you mentioned Seinfeld, uh, you, you didn't name the the diner uh, its correct name by by what it what it is in New York. You called it Monks, which is what it is on the show. But it's uh, it's your diner. What is it? Tom's. Tom's like diner. the Su- Suzanne Just Vega like song. Suzanne. Yeah, Tom's diner. Just like so I'm like, how did he not know, name the, the the diner? That's his you name. Me. You got me. You got me. But I'm like a real uh, ultra Seinfeld fan. You are. Who's your favorite character in all of Seinfeld? Who's your favorite character? Oh, um, Bookman. Uh, Bookman, the library cop. Oh, the, the one-off Philip Baker, but, the, the great Philip Baker Hall. Yes, yes. Love that. Love the lines that he, that he gave in there about... Uh, about uh you know we're too old to change the world but uh what about that that boy or girl who's sitting in that public library right now uh opening a copy of uh only to find peepee drawings of peepees and wee wees on, and on the five like chinese he'd be like right. i'm not worried about you i got the right he kind of had that right. voice i'm not worried yeah. about you you're gonna worry about the little boys with the right he had that kind of <laughs> Yeah, that mush mouth, mush mouth. Right. Yeah. And here's another thing. While you're thinking about that, thinking about this, Joy Boy. Yeah. No, you're a real Great. Seinfeld head. Well, who's your least favorite character? You know, who mine is Mickey. I don't like Mickey. His beard. I don't like his Mickey beard. Abbott. I don't like his beard. Seems very scratchy. <laughs> yeah. That well, beard. His as, beard. Uh, Michael Lauren said, uh, uh, "Comedy, you you put on beards. You don't." wear a beard there's a certain kind of beard that seems very scratchy that it looks like i could just picture someone rubbing against my arm with it and just make me want to throw up <laughs> well, yeah i like, have a tactile like number of uh yeah. you have that like you have a tactile thing of... like that you have a tactile thing like that if somebody brushes against you with their hair and uh, that you don't know a stranger uh, but like if I'm on a subway or somewhere and, and I feel like that sandpapery scratch against mm-hmm. my arm because yeah. uh, it's real crowded, yes. Yeah, uh, you get it. Makes you want to immediately Chop take some real sandpaper yeah. sand and scrub your arm. <laughs> you get it. You get it. So do you have something for the topic? Oh, the topic, yeah. Um, I was on a plane and I did, uh, decided to um, download some Netflix and... Uh, and I had spent a while since I had seen Annie Hall, so I decided to watch that. And every time that scene comes on where um, Marshall McLuhan 
uh, you know, steps into frame and says, you know, nothing of my work when the guy's, uh, you know, how could mm-hmm. he be pontificating? Isn't he embarrassed? You know, is yeah, that no yeah. shame? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole scene it drives you nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And I have one other example and it's just a line in a great, great movie, but one corny line. What's that? That's some bad hat, Harry. That's Annie Hall? No, that's, uh, that's Jaws. Jaws. Roy, Roy Scheider says, that's some bad hat, Harry. And it's just a very corny line, but it's, you know, the great movie, but I forgot who decided that. that was, would be a good line? You know what scene I like in Jaws is the one when, uh, they fight Jaws. I like that scene when they fight Jaws. <laughs> yeah. And then well, the whole up. movie's about fighting them, but you mean the actual ending. I like where when he goes. Uh, Edge of your seat, edge of your seat, uh, yeah. terrifying. He goes, uh, shark's eyes. It's like a doll's eyes. Right? Remember that? Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, I do. Yeah. Very, uh, building up that, uh, suspense. And very tense. Yeah. You know that at Firefest, there were actually, uh, there were actually sharks out there. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, I know you mentioned that there's a good version and a bad version. I, I sat through the bad version and, uh, the Hulu version. It, I, I watched that one and now the, the Netflix, you said, is a good version. Yeah. Well, they both, they both are, they both suck kind of for some reason. Um, they let this company bleep Jerry off the hook on, uh, on the Netflix one because they were actually producers of it and they're actually one of the, uh, co-conspirators for this dumb thing. The, the meme guy, the meme stealer. Yeah. The meme burglar. You got it. The meme burglar. Yeah. Right. I'm going to arrange the this. Charlatan. Mike is coming. Mike is going to come. He's going to play three Harmony Corn movies. Um, in your downtown, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, Bratwurst and then Julian Donkey Boy, uh, Mr. Lonely and Trash Humpers. He's gonna play, uh, it's gonna be a triple feature. Um, wow. Yeah. So. It's gonna put us on the map. It's gonna put you on the map and, uh. And, and if it gets featured in that calendar for the next one. There you go. Then, uh. Yeah. It'll be, it'll have worldwide renown. That's right, buddy. All right, my friend. Thank you for a great Appreciate call. It. You have a great night. That's a good guy, Mike. It's a good guy. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. This is Colette from How are you? I am good. How are you tonight, Colette? I am doing well. I, uh, I don't know. I just got off of uh, playing trivia for the first time in a couple of years. It was interesting. Hmm. Give me a trivia question that you got correct. Let's see if I can get it. Um, well, I was given one of those trivia questions that was like a list of ten things, and you had to figure out which was which, and it was Star Wars creature versus Star Trek creature. And one of those things were like, I learned tonight that my mastery of this subject has become embarrassing. Uh-huh. Um, well, let me see so, if I can get it. Let's see. All right. So, um, let's see. Uh, Tauntaun. That's Star Wars. Uh-huh. Vol. A vol? That's Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. Um, Bloodworm. A Bloodworm. That's Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else was there? Wampa. That's pretty easy. Yeah, that's Star Wars. Seti Eel. That's Star Trek. Uh, oh, you're pretty good at this, too. Um, 
Uh, oh, there was something from like episode two, but I don't remember what that was because that movie's trash. Um, well, then I would say Star Wars because you just told me it was from episode two. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be very bad at doing trivia. <laughs> yes, um, you would say, oh, what's the one from episode two? Is it <laughs> Star Wars? <laughs> Star Wars Episode Two: Wrath of Khan. That's how I would recover from that. No one would, no one would catch wow. my club. You'd get him. Yeah, I'd just nail him um, straight so, to the wall with that. Colette, anything come to mind with this topic? Do you have anything? Yeah, I do actually. Um, I was like thinking about this because I was actually thinking about the whole franchise recently for no reason. But um, you know, like the Hunger Games franchise. The hung, yes, I've seen. I've not seen all of the stuff. I see parts of all the movies when they're on the yeah. TV. I think that those movies are pretty bad. I think that Donald Sutherland's performances in them is very good. Um, because like that's a that's a series of movies where like everyone is super over the top. Like you have. Stanley Tucci, uh, dressed like Will Ferrell's character from Zoolander, um, and, like, practically everyone else is dressed like that, too. And they're all, like, screaming and yelling, and all this stuff is going on. And meanwhile, Donald Sutherland is the president of whatever the United States is called. Um, and he, he looks like an evil Santa Claus. Uh-huh. But he pulls off, like, this incredible performance where, like, despite looking completely ridiculous, he feels totally menacing and real in a way that like I don't know like the movie actually managed to pull off its allegorical meaning as to like how things are today because Donald Sutherland is a really convincing evil president mm-hmm. um, and he has this scene where he gets killed not to spoil the movie what? he gets killed oh. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, as he's being killed, or, like, just before he gets killed, he watches someone else gets killed, and he, he what? laughs. Oh! <laughs> You're spoiling everything! <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's not, it's not really, it's, this is, I don't know, I, I hate spoiling things for people. I did that once uh, to someone at a movie theater, and it was, like, probably one of the worst things I've ever done. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry, I apologize. Don't worry, don't um, worry. Uh, but, like, he just, like, has this, like, stone-cold, like, menacing laugh, like, while he's, like, staring Jennifer Lawrence in the eyes. And, what? Like, I... No! <laughs> he stares her in the eyes. So, so he's good. What you're, what you're saying is Donald Sutherland in Hunger Games is good. Yeah, I mean, Donald Sutherland is good feels like a very, like, basic statement to make. He's good in a lot of things, mm-hmm. but... Um, Hunger Games is like a paycheck movie for a lot of people, particularly the people his age in that movie, and he, he did not mail it in, I don't think. Yeah, I could, uh, I could use a paycheck movie. <laughs> well, there's always the third Ant-Man movie. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next Ant-Man movie. Put me in it. I want to be in the next Ant-Man movie. Get cut out of two. Let's see if I get cut out of the third one. I think the third time's the charm. You're going to be in it. I gotta get a good part in this third Ant-Man movie. I got yeah. cut out of the first two. They, he's gotta make it up to me with a good part, like a, look out Ant-Man! Right? <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all, that's it. I want one of those scenes, like in the movie when like the hero gets like knocked down by the villain and it's in the streets and then the people go, hey, you can't do that to Ant-Man! <laughs> he's our buddy! <laughs> 
like the slobs yeah. do it. And then that's like those those scenes actually make me tear up when like powerless people fight to defend yeah. the hero that is knocked out. Hey, you can't would, do that to Ant-Man. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Or you could be the person that Ant-Man like saves outside of a Starbucks or whatever yeah. and like he scoops you up in his giant hand when he gets big that's and everyone right. remembers it forever. Help me, Ant-Man, help me. Yeah. Thank you, Ant Man. <laughs> Should I do it in that voice too? You think maybe this is why I'm cut out of these movies? I'm starting to realize <laughs> my performance. If I go, help me, Ant Man, help me. Thank you, Ant Man. <laughs> I'm slowly realizing why I'm hitting the cutting room floor. Yeah, you just reject every note that's given to you by the director. Yeah. Like that was pretty good, Tom. Yeah. Thank you, Ant-Man. You said stuff saying it's maybe a little less sarcastic. Uh, (laughs) You sound a little more grateful. Yeah, sounds like you're making fun of Ant-Man when you say thank you. Can you work on that a little bit? (laughs) Thank you, Ant-Man. All right. Maybe you could be a villain's henchman. That'd be good. I could be a hell. I'd be a henchman. That's that's what we we were in the second one. Henchman. Me and Worcester. I think they messed up. They messed up. They should have left you in. We were henchmen. Did you live? Did your character survive? Yeah, mine did. His didn't. Generally. Yeah, see, then you could be uh, you could be like the main villain in the third one. If I you wanted, wanted to, yeah, revenge cut. to get revenge. I want. I thought I was hoping that the post credit sequence would be me at uh, my par- partner's funeral, and then I would be like, yeah. I'd be like. I will avenge you. And then you see I've got like the, uh, the, the, uh, I've got a couple of the stones, the, uh, infinity stones. <laughs> I've got like two or three of them. A fistful of stones. Yeah. I, I, well. This sounds good. I like this version of the Avengers. Thank you. I'm going to pitch it. It's three hours I'd sit through. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, Colette, thank you for the call. No problem, Tom. Have a great night. You too. Night. A lot of people said tonight, uh, and I had this written down, Quentin Tarantino in every Quentin Tarantino movie. He's like the worst part of all of his own movies. Yeah, that's true. Which was he worse in? Pulp Fiction or, or Django Unchained? He's pretty... He was really bad in Pulp Fiction, but Django Unchained, he was doing an Australian accent. Yeah, that was bad. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say goodnight. We did it. We done did it. Best show will be back next week. Thanks, everybody who listened. I appreciate it. We're... Getting it back to normal. And go to Philadelphia on Sunday. If you're in Philly, go see Pat Byrne, Jason Gore. It's Come to This, live at the Good Good Comedy Theater. You can get more information over it. What is it? Good Good Comedy? At Good Good Comedy? Yeah. Go check that out. Go check them out. It's very funny. It'll be great. APMike.bandcamp.com and you listen to new episodes of Meet My Friends of Friends up at the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the best show. New episodes going up 
and more to come. And thank you for listening. And here is that Roy Orbison song I said I would play for that guy uh, earlier. Roy. The Comedians. And this song, no song, this song holds true, baby. Best show back next week. I sat there alone upon the Ferris wheel A pastel-colored carriage in the air 